I don't. Sure, but also everyone who's like born in New York, also like they're like there's there's like a kind of privilege in being born in New York, even if you're born poor. In New this York. is this is disgraceful. There's no Midwestern pride. You just wish no. I was born in New York. Yeah. Wish I was a coastal elite. I don't have any fucking Midwest pride. What are you talking about? This is we're, we're the it's we're, fucking New York. The you know what I'm talking the, about? You know what I'm talking God, about? We've lost him. This is where. <laughs> It's fucking New York. <laughs> we're the people. We're the uh, the center of the of the landmass of the Creighton. I mean, of the six hundred million year old rock. We're the we're the people who inherit the rock. It's ours. I don't want him. I just don't like that I was raised in Oakland County. How about that? That's its own kind of privilege, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. You want Wayne? Well, I just feel like I was so sheltered that I like don't even know how to interact with the fucking world. I'm like <laughs> terrified of everything. At least you weren't raised in Farmington Hills. Why? It's like more. So it's like that's basically Dayton, Ohio, over there almost. Okay. You know, it's like just change. You know, there's nothing there. At least like I don't know the. You're like you're like what? Your parents live in Royal Oak, right? They did. That's where I was raised. Yeah. So I don't know. It's got a. It's a little. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a city neighborhood, you know, they got the little Metro vibe there. You're not such a yokel. I mean, it was a nice place to be raised. I guess I just, I'm just, I'm lamenting how terrified I am of the world. Are you? Yes. Terrified of the world. Do you you remember when they had to like make a phone call for him to get his vaccine? Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah, I'm afraid of everything. (laughs) You went to Brazil. Did you watch that Simon (laughs) Pegg? That's because I went with like a dozen other people. Yeah, I would never do that on my own. Wouldn't book the flight. No, I need like I would. I need to tag along. I did go to Brazil though. I mean, Rio is probably a lot scarier than most places here. Yeah, man. And I wasn't afraid of it because I was like, if I die, I die in Rio. That's cool. See, look at this is not the <clears throat> words of someone who's afraid of the world. I'm afraid of everything. Did You're you see that Americans? movie? The movie about some where Simon afraid Pegg can't help it. is afraid of everything. No. I was just wondering. I need therapy. You know, the world's going to chew us all up and spit us all out in its own <laughs> due time. And, you know, there's, at this point, it's just kind of like... Just whatever will yeah. be, will be. Case watch, ra, it, ra. watch the top spin. Watch it go. Or, you know, watch the, the pinball, the pachinko thing go, fall. You know, something like that. I'm saying it's out of wow. our hands. Okay, what forget okay, this is a bad this is a very bad start. I don't know. It's fucking New York. You know what I'm talking about? I mean Nick's already a chatty. He's she's Okay, that's good. He's, he's sparing his soul. That's good. I gotta get out of I gotta get in a Yeah, I'm talking about how I'm afraid Joker of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, get no. Joker vibe, man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, get loose. Funny. Ha ha ha. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. Did a little dance, a little baby dance. I'm gonna go home and watch Manchester by the sea and what? just be happy that I'm I didn't Hell bur- yeah. burn my children to death. Spoilers. I watched Putin talking. I didn't say which character burned their children to death. <laughs> and Putin was like, why does America, you know, we do some things that it does in certain situations? Unclear. What? That's what he said. What, who was he talking to? He was talking to a bunch of people. I think it was on December 25th or something. Not 25th. No, I don't think it was on Christmas. The nasty dictator Putin. He dragged atheists, communists, Dragged everyone out to a big news thing. 
<laughs> Sorry, have your cats been fed? They're doing a oh lot of God. meowing. No, they are. They need food. Okay. Wait, um, you didn't feed them? That's why they're freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me feed these idiots. Wait, can I do? Cl- can I clap? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. All right. Um, I didn't want to. I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your oh. uh, Putin Putin update. Oh no, that's that's all good. You know, he's just like uh, they're just like. Well, you know, who can know the mind? America of God? seems like they're gonna like they want to attack us or something. So you know, we try. We I guess you know that was kind of the vibe of it. This is like about Ukraine. Yeah, it's fucking Ukraine. You know. Fucking the Ukraine! You know, what, I'm you know about? what? America doesn't know what you do. the markets. They uh, the it's the interest. We're gonna, the markets are tightening. You know, you know they're gonna they're finally gonna raise the damn interest rates. You know the economy is going into a into a crawl. Uh, meanwhile, the Chinese economy is expanding. It's uh, it's growing leaps and bounds. It's obviously transition time to a new hegemony. And uh, the United States doesn't uh, really know how to respond to um, declining profits in any other way than ramping up that wartime economy. Let's do a big war. Or at least it worked out the last two times for historical reasons that uh, I don't think our ruling class understands. Maybe some of them do, but they seem to just be like, uh, or at least there's like, just it's, it's like the ambient idea of just whether they... It's not like it's, there's a guy like they got in a room and they're like we're gonna, we have to do another big war. It turns out time to do the next big war to get the American economy. But it's like you know they're doing what they know. Have you seen the ads on TV uh, with uh, Tom Hanks voiceover? What is this Russia talking about how strong America is and how no. we're doing great? We're resilient. Oh my god! Just our like, our ego right now. The American like, and then Joe Biden comes on and he says that he's never been more more pleased and confident with the future of America than he is right now. Which is like, obviously what they're gonna say, but like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, uh, <It's, laughs> uh, what? It's so and it's so tone deaf. I feel like you might want to reel that in a little bit because I don't feel like most Americans are feeling that way. You know? Yeah, but God damn. I, mean, I checked in with some it's of my all a Biden goddamn. voting friends, and they, uh, they, uh, they're all pretty depressed. They all seem to hate Joe Biden. It's so impossible so. to imagine having like worked yourself up into thinking Joe Biden was going to be do FDR. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. I mean, God, man, people were really saying shit like that. They were like, "This is the biggest." Well, he said all this stuff uh, he said he was gonna do, or you know, a lot of that this sounded is pretty functionally okay. The same as the New Deal. This is the New Deal to to, uh, and it was New Deal well, to sequels New Sequels are usually inferior. It, and this deal. one's pretty bad. So, uh, well, you know, he withdrew from Afghanistan. So we could focus elsewhere. I'm confused, like what's even happening with the Russia thing. Like, I mean, it's just the same NATO brandishing. Uh, we don't like that Russia, you know, acts. It doesn't fucking capitulate to us and our demands, and does things, and and also 
is has formed an allyship with China, basically, out of uh, um, just, what's the word, like pragmatism, because we've been menacing them for so fucking long. So, I mean, we're just basically like trying to install, we want missiles in U- Ukraine that can hit Moscow in 10 minutes. Right. That in that yeah, that's the goal there basically. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of all for like bringing back the Cold War because we made a lot of really good spy movies during the Cold War. Spy movies have have, have kind of fallen off in a big way. Uh, you the know. Cold War was a good innovation, at least of like let's just do an imaginary one. So all we have to do is just get everyone. I mean, it wasn't a ima- I know that there was actual stuff going on, but as far as there being like battles on the ground, you know, just get everyone revved up and freaked out, and that will justify. Uh, all the war t- expenditures and, you know, basically having a uh, war economy still forever. Yeah. And another cool thing about the Cold War is that, because, uh, like, earlier today I rewatched uh, The Man Who Knew Too Much, the second one, um, and it it has, How like... How that? Should I watch that? Uh, I've never seen it. I, 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 first time I saw it, which is 15 years ago, I thought it was, like, a corny minor Hitchcock, but uh, this time, loved it. Awesome. I think it's uh, that's think like it's, Frontier. I think right? it's a great movie. Yeah, for another more, few more days. But uh, it's you know it's got it's one of his Hitchcock's like wrong man movies, sort of where like a vacationing couple is in Morocco and they accidentally they are confused uh, for a different couple that are actually spies by another spy. So he like gives them information that they shouldn't have. And now because of having this all this information, this like assassination plot that's got like Cold War feel, they're like embroiled in it. But like because of the Cold War and like the a bad guy was right. I guess okay. The, the 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 thesis of what I'm trying to say is, and this is this is the opposite. This what I'm about to say might sound racist. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. I want to go back to the bad guys oh. being white again. Okay. So we can't dehumanize them as easily. Yeah. Or just because you like white people, you're no, comfortable no, with that. No, because like I was, because part of what the, like the whole war on terror shit is, is and, and all those things, those wars is that it made the the bad guys were all brown people, and it just it just it's 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 it's, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. That's not your preference. No, I want them to no. be white because it's easier to hate. I agree. Them. That's not racist to say that white people are your preference and that you prefer <laughs> to see them more often. It's representation, that's right? Like the you want to see yourself on TV to know you can be up there like too. That's like the gay couple at the Red for the other day. <laughs> yeah, there's a gay couple sitting behind him at the Red for the other day, and they were talking. But one of them was talking about how there should be less black people in commercials. And I, that, was there oh, like a re- did he provide a reason? I, no, I, I I arrived at my seat just as he was making that point to his partner, and I was just like, <sighs> "What the fuck?" And I was looking around, no one. He said it loudly. No one seemed to respond to it in any way. And he continued to make weird remarks the whole rest of the night. And I was just like, these are my people. These are film fans. These are golden age film fans. <laughs> He's like, if you don't want to see black people in your movies, we're in the right place. <laughs> oh, my God. Rocket, what are you doing? Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm recording a podcast. Go away. Dustin's giving Rocco. Rocco. Do you still, are you still Rocco. out of her preferred food? No, she got the good food. This She got the Rachel Ray food. It has lentils in it. Rachel Ray makes cat food? Yeah. yeah. You know that? You would think that that's kind of like Rachel not what you would. Too. That, that would be maybe a shame. Uh, okay. She's losing her mind. I don't know. Is there not water? Okay. Hold on. Maybe she's thirsty. Look at that. Oh, 
God damn. Okay, that was... Hi, Maya. You know, Hello. Glad you're feeling better. Oh, yeah, we uh, survived uh, an, 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 an illness, a malady that shall go unnamed, actually. Because we don't talk about that on the podcast. No, unfortunately. Oh, so it was a cra- crazy tale, life and death. Yeah, I gave, I gave him dinner, and Rocket will tell you otherwise. But I so, already fed them. Oh, you already? Oh. So they just what? had second dinner. So but no, they were meowing up a storm okay. like they hadn't eaten. So this is why she they just she was like I cracked the code I there's something's going on right now oh where it's I can just dinner. get fi- yeah food over and over again we're in a dinner loop here these, the, oh. you I've tricked the humans oh my god I've Rocked fooled it. the humans well my cats are fucking fat now they're not be able to get to the top just of the pretend cat like tower. it's their birthday or something I'm just gonna have to put the cat tower in uh, storage they're gonna. Uh, well, you know, speaking though of racism in Eastern Europe, uh, so I, you, we were talking about the, 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 the photographer I was working with, yeah, the Serge. wedding surge. Um, when I first got to this wedding, um, I'm a wedding uh, videographer for anyone. I don't know. Just, just tuning in. Um, and they, I say, so, so the photographer's name comes up surge and I'm like, Oh, surge. Awesome. I, I was like, Oh, Romanian guy. Uh, Cause I know him and I was like, Oh cool. Uh, and the mom immediately yelped, <gasps> wait, that's a racist. I cannot believe it. she's like had a Russian accent. She was Russian. I think it's racist to say someone's Romanian. So tell me, I just want to know, did I, did I do a racism? She was so uh, the bride was then like, mom, mom, mom. And she's like, she's too much. She's over the top. What? Like, what did I do? You didn't do Romanian? anything. Romanians are white. Two, yeah. are, are they? Yeah, no, they're they're white. Yeah, I mean, Serge would be recognized culturally in America as a white guy. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah, I mean, he's got yeah. a, he's got he's got the same skin tone as like an Italian. Yeah, looks like, uh, which Italians are culturally white, you know, in America. So I don't know. I don't. Know. He, I mean, she he, being he, Russian he, knew he, better or something. He could be. Uh, Maybe he, she hates Romanian. I don't know. She probably does hate Romanians. Yeah. I mean, she's a Russian. She was like, oh, don't. Say that he's Romanian. That's he's, like an insult. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's still a Russian at heart, you know. Yeah, so I don't know what happened there. Um, uh, uh, may, maybe he th- she thought you meant because Romania is where is like the largest population of Roma live, uh, and maybe Roma you said gypsy or something. She might have thought you were implying <laughs> oh, yeah, he was a gypsy, a gypsy guy, right? Well, because because like Roma are like the Romani are like they're the most mistreated like ethnic group in uh in eastern europe by far like they're they, it's like i because i have like macedonian in-laws and the way that they talk about uh broma or like they talk a little bit like they're like subhuman oh my god and this is like i've had i've had i've had many interactions with of people of eastern descent who are like that eastern eastern european descent so they're ext- it's it's extremely tribal over there. Like my Macedonian in-laws also hate Albanians. Like they're 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 called the mukmuks. They're uh, it's uh, it's very serious business. Mukmuks. Wow, that sounds nasty to say. That's that's this, that's a racism for sure. This is towards white people though. That wait, yeah, these are all towards just other Eastern Europeans. So it's just it sounds like man. That's what I love about them. 
Wow. Well, a, maybe this war with other white people is, is more tangible. This that's what I'm talking about. Like, we need to have another war with other white people because it's easier to feel. It's, it's just... Right, right now we're hurtling towards a uh, war with China. I don't know actually, but at least in like people's minds and like State Department propaganda. And just the level to which people have just so easily... So easily seem to dehumanize Asian people is like... Oh yeah, just like non entities, almost not. Just like little, I don't know what it is. There's this. Also, there's this. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the uh, Asian hate crime thing. I don't know whether there actually is a rise or rise, or whether this is like a a an effort to make it seem like there is to try to get an actual rise in hate crimes. All I know is that I'm seeing it. I think everyone's seeing yeah. stuff like this, right? Stop Asian hate, regardless of what what is behind or uh, operating here we're all like seeing this idea pop up and then i saw like this video of because public freakouts on reddit they are just suckers for just any you know little fucking propaganda thing you want to float and to give it like a a like a title that's just an outright lie or you know misleading uh where there was one recently where these two basketball fans these two chinese basketball fans were shouting the n-word at a like black people that were getting off a bus uh, for black NBA players or something for something Olympics. I don't, the details, I don't what? know. The details don't make sense or don't, aren't important. Maybe they were probably were not Olympics. Was this in China or is Olympics this in a- is like wide, far too far off. Right. But it was, it was in China and they were yelling the N word at these basketball players and it was posted there. And, uh, do they know what the N word means? Did these, did oh these- yeah, they were racist. Okay. No, no, no. They were, they were racist guys. They were too, but just like everyone on Reddit immediately just like, this is a shithole country should burn. We should never have the Olympics. They're just like, as if there's any shortage of fucking videos of people yelling the N word at black people in America, these like just the degree to which they, uh, make a monolith out of Chinese and, you know, Asian people. Cause like, I guess if you're racist against Asian people, you're not like discerning, the uh the different ethnicities um but also then i found this video on world star hip hip hop and all the comments i'm like are these fucking real people or what are these who are posting these things that are basically like saying we got to go this is asians wonder why there's more people there's a rise in hate crime this is exactly why i got to go out tonight and take one for the fucking team like i got to go settle the score you know even the by like assaulting just some random Asian yeah. person on the subway or something. Yeah, just some yeah, just some random Asian woman in New York who just like the fact that that could ever then that, that's it's so stupid. I guess racism on race there are people that are actually this stupid. It's not like a surprise, I guess, but it's so fucking stupid that it's like is this even real? You know, like not not that I would disbelieve that there is real hatred among it, but I'm like I guess I'm wondering, is there like a weird effort going on to like fucking grease the wheels for this? Like, who's, are these posts being like fucking astroturfed, you know? It's weird. I I mean, it does seem, it is like weird how it has become, it doesn't, it doesn't feel organic, this wave of the, this, uh. It's in like the, the, the retaliation side of it is like such a caricature too of like race war or the idea of like racial conflict that all these comments I was reading and there was just so many of them and it was just all just agreeing that yeah, it's a, there is a war between Asian people and black people apparently. And were they all tagged Virginia? Wait, what? 
You know, like Bob from Virginia says, we got to settle the score with these Asians. No, I don't know. Jim from I mean, Virginia. There, I mean, I to is. be fair, there are. That's where the oh. CIA is. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There are, I, in like cities like LA and New York, there are like long standing like racial animosities where between like Asian and black communities. So that's that. I mean, in those communities, maybe that is it, you know, popping off in those places. Like, uh, like you see in like Do the Right Thing, you know, there's that animosity between the Korean grocery store owners and the rest of the block. I mean, th- th- those those things are real. Yeah, and when you're in, and, and those are mostly in lower, you know, lower socioeconomic areas. And, and as things deteriorate in those areas, of course, these and as they have been, like tensions mount and rise. And when you feel like there's not enough to go around, you start fucking scrabbling for it and f- trying yeah. to s- the easiest- demonize other people who might who. Are sharing the same pot as you, I suppose. The CIA and State Department is looking to keep spinning, you know, one of their plates being like, uh, hey, potential conflict with China. That's like, I guess, a fulcrum point or it's an area to galvanize. It's hard to believe it's all organic, like you were saying. It it just it just came. It seemed like it came out of nowhere. Like, I'm just like, I was like, like, there had there was no Mm. there. Like, uh, it wasn't building up to this. and right as this hegemony shift is like taking place and like American confidence and, and ego is sort of taking a hit and understanding that like we're going to be a declining superpower and there's going to be or like all the investors and finance people. They like there's this weird dual knowledge that seems to be just from like watching all these finance shit that I watch where they like they know what's they know the writing on or they see the writing on the wall. But there are still like little fits and like spasms of. Of rejecting the idea, though. Uh, but I mean, it's it's all fucking. Yeah, whatever. I don't need to go on about China doing a good job, but uh, it is funny. I was just watching, just a little drop in the bucket of the business news being better. Just watch a little segment where they just explicitly uh, t- describe to you how China is reigning in big tech and and breaking up monopolies or at least uh, pr- stopping them from even or forming and. Uh, Funding smaller, basically like the version of capitalism that like Republicans and even, you know, liberals fantasize about almost, but governed by a, uh, under the wonderful, beautiful wing of a socialist state. How do you feel about the fact that, uh, that, uh, Chrisman's, uh, kind of turning on China now? Turning on China? Yeah. I don't know if you're keeping up what with the vlogs anymore. He's kind of turning on China a little bit. I mean, I... Or, I think oh, that that would last, be if, if you already if you have a rosy view of China. No, but I don't think that I. No, he never had a rosy view. He yeah. just. I think he has a pretty realistic one. Well, yeah, he's. I mean, he he. I mean, he kind of sees it as a as like okay, either China's going to take over as a global hegemon, or I mean, that's like likely to happen regardless. Yeah. Um, uh, or that's just going to be total collapse. It could. And and he and he. And I I agree with where his mind's mind's going, and he prefers total collapse. I think because it's better. Not like like fucking caveman times. I mean, but that's like that's just an end of this pro. Like something's going on there. Something is like the dialectical pro. He doesn't think that there's any sort of meaningful like dialectical process being carried out there, and that the anymore or what? Just I mean, he's not talking about it. Maybe he does. I don't know. Because I mean, when you talk about China, just like the word saying China too is like almost. It's too vague even to, to I guess, because to, people do that all the time. But it's like, yeah, there's a lot of different concentrations of power in China and stuff. And not all of them are good. A lot of them aren't. But right now, it is, it's precarious, but there's a situation going on where those are 
uh, it seems to be, I mean, there are people with Marxist ideology trying to use the state as a vehicle to uh, reign in capital. I, I understand the idea that like, yeah, people also though, these special or these positions have been carved out in the CCP and that like interests will always protect themselves or in even the interests of the positions of this party. And, and, but like, it seems to be a more, it seems to be like a, a pro like there's actually something going on. There's some sort of game. There's some sort of like back and forth between the two sides taking place in China where like, you know, here it's just like reading. It's just, if you want to follow the news regarding capital versus uh, um, people, it's just like a steamroller going over people every day. You're like, yeah, it's just, an, it's just an end zone dance, capital dancing on our graves. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, constantly. <laughs> but like there, it's like, I mean, it could fucking go a lot of ways. And it's like, she is, it's weird. And in, it's interesting that there's like a guy that, um I don't know, I'm, I'm curious, like how, the the it's boxing a, match is still ongoing there. Yeah. Is what you mean, like, and the, and the, the it's not uh, glass glass eyed Joe in the corner uh, of uh, of the people. There's actually someone who can fight, and actually has some power. Who's yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's jailing people or jailing you know the members of the ruling class, like executing them, and like literally just to to be a countervailing power against capital is really really difficult, <laughs> and uh, you got to be you know. Historically, it's sort of like game recognized game as far as the brutality. We've lear- at least learned this much, right? From the history of the lengths it sure. will go to preserve itself. Sure. Like, lest we be just fucking trampled every goddamn time we try to, yeah. But whatever. Uh, maybe we'll go to the notes. How about that? Or maybe we'll do. It's been a second. If you're, even us as friends. A life update or something like talk to each other. <laughs> oh, Nick's shaking his head. I thought you're the like the most likely candidate. No job. You might become a bagel man though. Full benefits there. I'm not doing bagel. I'm not going to be bagel man. Why not? You don't think that's that's his fucking five a.m. job, man. Mm. Like I could be like your life pre bagel man and life post or bagel man. I was like, a bagel man back in the day. What? Oh, when were you a bagel for man? for like a month? Sounds like you and it was hell. perfect for this position. Where were you a bagel man at uh, Einstein Brothers? Yeah, yeah. And then I did uh, mushrooms one night before I, sh- I had to work the next day, and they called, and I completely forgot. I, well, and I was, they called me, and I was like, "I don't think I'm coming in." And they were like, <laughs> "Don't you don't have to come back. Please don't come back." <laughs> that, and that was the place where I would just go in, like still drunk or very hungover, and I would just throw, I would just go throw up, and then be like, "Hey, I just threw up," and they'd be like, "Well, you got to go home because you know if you throw up, you got to go home." Being a bagel man would be such a so good for your 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 social life. Oh yeah, because everyone loves New York. Your bagel. sense of self, uh, your confidence. You know, like, that's the thing. You worked at Einstein Bros Bagels. Are they, like, are they boiling those bagels back there? Are they really, like, they got a bagel factory with, like, conveyor belts they and shit? They do it all real, yeah. The conveyor belts? What? Is there conveyor belts back there? What do you need a conveyor belt for? I'm telling you there's conveyor belts 
That's uh, not how ba- making bagels works. Okay, well, there's you know, it's there's like Rouge River Rouge. No, back there's, there. there's you, carts. Proof, you proof it's them all with... big. It's big industry back there at this bagel shop. Well, you know the Diego Rivera's murals at DIA. Those are bagel shops. Because it's all bagel yeah, shops. That's a bagel shop. <laughs> those are not auto <laughs> workers. No, that's, that's a common misconception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are actually bagel bagel people. <laughs> so what I mean to say is that you, there, you could find a lot of pride. Maybe you know you get up. At I don't know why we're still riffing on this. I'm never gonna do that. What are you gonna do? What I'm gonna work in a what weed. I'm gonna grill you on this. I'm now. gonna work in a weed store probably. Really? I don't know. Or that's do an exciting, some... expanding economic sector these days. Yeah, in the state. Or I will do some kind of work from home thing. Some kind of Those... work from home thing. You'll get one of the made up jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have connections to get one of those? The what? patronage a patronage net, net, network job basically. What? You know, like. Uh, where you where they just you get like a job uh there's like some investor for some company that doesn't make sense no 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 and you just uh no there's there's millions of work from home jobs that are like what like you fucking do customer support or like fucking oh man like chat support stuff like that yeah you'd rather do that than be a a i'd rather do that than take the fucking bus at 5 a.m to the bagel store you got to get a car <laughs> so that I can take a car to the bagel store at 5 a.m. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, no, fuck that. Do you know anything about me? How long have you known me? <laughs> I'm, I'm envisioning. I'm not working at a job where I have to be there at 5 a.m. That's not going to happen ever. What? What? What other opportunities have you? Trees? Have you barked up? What? I don't know. I'm anything? applying for like 20 jobs a day. Just jobs, jobs, jobs. How's that market? How's that jobs market? What's it doing? I don't know. Aren't they hiring? They are. Capital's still striking? I don't know. I read a thing that said that that's horseshit. That a lot of the jobs numbers, like of all these jobs that people don't want to take or whatever, are... Well, first of all, we all know that mostly they're just shitty jobs. But also, uh, someone was talking about how that's like totally inflated because to get the loans, the like PPP loans or whatever, you had to like say you were investing that in like employees and so like a lot of these companies were just like we're hiring but they're not actually hiring they just say they're hiring so that they can like take advantage of that money i don't know well and yeah why a lot of these places probably aren't fucking hiring they're just saying they're hiring because like they're just squeezing the people they already have harder. Why would you, if you can get by on what you've got, why would you want more people and spend more money on payroll? Well, sure. And plus, I mean, like, I do think a lot of these companies are like uh, exaggerating their their need for workers. I mean, I think the need for workers in a lot of fast food places is real. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's we can tell that for just from those the like lines and yeah. shit, the those lines and the hour, yeah. limited hours of operation and all right, that, right? Yeah. But uh, honestly, the, and uh, like literally, people like going to Taco Bell and having the lady tell you, uh, "There's only two of us back here. Please be patient." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, so they they want to float this narrative of there being this hiring shortage or whatever, even though unemployment is is pretty low. I think I saw, um, be, but because there is, I do think from the last two and a half years, like the just you see it, you know. Online, you see, I hear it from people I talk to, that people are much more willing to, I think a lot of people, 
I guess this struck me at Christmas when I was talking with my brother-in-law because uh, he, uh, we were having a conversation about what I'm going to do, right? And my brother-in-law's brother uh, was like, you know, you should uh, get, you, you must get job to impress women, you know? And I was just like, I don't want to work all the time. Uh, like, what matter? What, you know, money is less important to me than my time. And my brother-in-law, who's a guy who works like insane hours all the time, as long as I've known him, he's worked like six to seven days a week, like twelve-hour days, like never sees his wife. Oh God, it's crazy. Hates her. No, no, he loves her. It's sad that they don't get to see each other because they nah, work on opposite. It's not a schedules. workaholic situation. No, he's not a workaholic. He literally, like, he's he's, been, he's being coerced all the time oh, to Lord do this. Um, he's fine. Over re- since COVID, uh, he's definitely started to assert himself more. And he he finally he was like, Yeah, man. He agreed with me. He was like, Yeah, no, I work all this and I, I used to, I worked all the time and it sucked. I hated it. But my, what matters is my time. What matters is being with my wife. What matters is, you know, doing what I want to do. And I think a lot more people now Ooh, that's a big that's a big hurdle. That's a big chasm for the American mind to leap over. It is. I mean, I was just complaining about this to Nick on the way here. Like a lot of people they view work as like intrinsic to their purpose mm-hmm. on this planet because Yeah, that's their that's like their 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 personality, their character card. Their yeah. baseball card says, I, I, I'm this guy. Yeah. I'm, I have this, I'm a, I sell insurance. Yeah. You're trying to make me be a bagel guy. I don't want to be a bagel guy. You I don't just want to be a guy. Card. I just want to be a guy who makes enough money to live and have a little extra. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with my job, but they just keep watch trying to give me awards. Beers. They keep fucking trying to give me, make me more important. I'm like, no, you try to give you an award. Did you be like, here's the videographer of the year award. I'm like, I'm not a videographer. I'm just a man. Wait, you really were? You got you won videographer of the year. We're gonna find out. Uh, come up February sixth. Really? I'm only going to this party for the podcast, basically, just because. Just don't have. Just keep in mind. No drinking. Not no. You're well, nominated. You can't have more than like one two. Is this, t- this is two drinks. You need at to nurse, most. nurse that shit. This is gonna be no. I've had no my, fucking imperial stouts or any of that crazy shit. Nothing ten percent. I've had my uh, my fair share of uh, run-ins. We throw would up say, all over that award with the workplace and substances. Um, I will be keeping it cool. At the um, insert company name here, Winter Wedding or Winter Bash thing. I'll give you, so have you? Are you? Have you like been officially nominated? I don't know. I have no idea. This is. Uh, I only say this because for some reason this is, uh, DJ. Uh, named James, who I'm pretty sure uh, drinks in his car all night because, or he's he's doing something in his car. It might just be coke. But he's always, hey, I gotta go to my car for a second, you know, real real quick. Where he like feels the need to like announce it in a way that's suspicious, like that he wants to make it not suspicious that right. he's doing it. Like he's trying, you know, where it's like just go to your car and you know take a swig, bro. Don't tell me where you don't. It's all good. But anyway, James keeps telling me I don't know why. He's me like, I think you're going to, you know, you think you're going to get it this year. You think you're going to get videographer of the year. And the only reason I believe him is because I edited it for this company, you know, and it's, uh, you know. You know your competition. I can hold the uh, camera. Oh, yeah. Dustin was just Straight. bragging about it. He's the human gimbal. I am the human gimbal. This is my secret. <laughs> I just, I just hold the camera good. I can't explain it. I tried to train people at the job and uh, I was uh, sort of at a loss at a certain point because I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, see, I just kind of do it good. Just hold it good. Yeah. I hold it steady. Don't shake it. I mean, you could you can practice free throws all day long, but if you don't have the touch, yeah. 
talk like, about spirals. On the I'm, I went to basketball. Okay. Or, I mean, I went to football. Yeah. Talk talk about form technique. Dribbling that soccer ball. Jig, jig, jibbling. 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 Uh, let's see what do we got here. Wait, China. wait! Before you go to the notes, before you go to the notes. Oh. I think it's time. Oh for wait, me. no, we didn't do your life. Oh, there's nothing going on in my okay. life. Okay. This is this is what's going on in your life. Whatever you're about to say. Oh. I was I was gonna do Billboard Corner. Yes, we no, that's done, one of that's one have, of my we notes. We haven't done it. In it's a while. been too long, and we've moved past Christmas. Yeah, no, that's so, why that's why we got out of the habit of doing it because it would have just been every week. Like, oh yeah, I guess uh, people still like Mariah Carey. Yeah, but we, it's we're like okay, all right, we're back. Adela's reclaimed her throne. So oh, easy, it's easy, easy on, on me. He's back. Although I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm seeing this the the meteoric rise of we don't talk about Bruno. The song for the Encanto hmm. soundtrack. I I don't know no, when the, what is this. I haven't heard it yet. This is you know Encanto is like a Disney animated movie. Apparently this is I haven't seen a Disney song get this popular since Let It Go. Oh no, we, we have got to listen. To Let It Go. We have to listen to it. Okay, let's pull it up. Uh, yeah, this is and this is not. This is just the actors that are the singers, right? These are yep. not um, like pop stars. Number four. Yeah, guys, this is below. Let me just read out the list though before you start playing it. Um, we got number one, Easy On Me. Two, we got Stay. Uh, I'll be fucked up. You're not here with me right now. Whatever. Fuck, I fuck hate that name. song. Uh, we got Heat Waves, Glass Animals, and songs kind of look pretty lame, too. I actually don't know that one by title. I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't know what it it's is. Like, it's like... <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. You know what I'm talking about? It's that one. <laughs> It's it's like an it's like a form. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, that one. It's like New I York. Don't anymore, I don't think. It's like fucking New York. Yeah, I don't I'm think. I don't think everyone knows what I'm talking about. And we got shivers. Oh God. Okay, I do have to listen after the number four. We don't talk about Bruno, which we're about to listen to. Right. We have number five, shivers, and Ed Sheeran. Uh, another out. I guess an album track. This is not the uh, other Ed Sheeran song. What was that? Oh, what was that called? This is the one where he was a glam vampire. Yeah. Bad habits. Bad habits. Um, okay, but here we have We Don't Talk About Bruno from a Disney movie. Hold that up to the mic there. That's good. Is this playing on the radio or what? It's just... For it to be number four in the country, I would imagine it's on the radio. If this played on the radio, I think the radio was broken. No, no, I'd be banging it and stuff. Oh shit, it switched to some weird AM channel. What the fuck? This is Canada. This is from Canada. Surely this is a. Okay. How is this the this, number four song in America? Something's going on. Disney nerfed or Disney not nerfed. Disney astroturf this. That's bad. That what the fuck? That wasn't even let. That makes Let It Go a song that I hate. I so, like Let It Go, but I, I just find it to be really generic for a song everyone has. Like, but that was over. like it's so half-assed. Like not even yeah. That's what the fuck. It sounded like some weird YouTube thing. I would. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, let's. We never the direction the country's going in, everyone. It's not. It's not even like catchy. I don't understand it. Ugh. It's like a muddy little melody, like just a dirge. 
It was too slow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Production just. I mean, it was on your phone, but it was um, is it, it all sounded all like weird and tinny, like MIDI tracks almost. Well, let's let's do a palate cleanser with Kodak Black Super Gremlin. Which, oh, what what is that? He's number six. Number it's a rap. Six? It's a rapper. Okay. I just keep. I, I just. Uh, I keep hearing people on ESPN call each other Super Gremlins, and I was like, okay. what the fuck is Super Gremlin? Okay, and so this is in the zeitgeist. This is in the zeitgeist. This is Gremlin Core. Yeah, this is Gremlin Core. Okay, we got the high pitched thing. I don't get the like high pitch thing at the beginning because it wasn't that catchy. That's fine. It went on too long. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. I was, I, I was honestly, I'm gonna say, I'm hoping, I was hoping for a little more, like a little more. I wanted it to be Gremlin Core. That wasn't Gremlin yeah, that was like, Core. That was like over dramatic. That was like fucking. I wanted like a Looney Tune song. Yeah. I wanted like kooky, chaotic. That was some austere bullshit. Yeah. Like, what is that? Michael Haneke's Gremlins? Yeah, what the fuck? I want some, yeah, I want some nasty little fuckers. I want some some pranks and some farts. Uh, <laughs> and we got, like, like I want to hear Shivers. Let's hear number five, Shivers by Ed Sheeran. Okay. Let me do a good, let me do a good two minute hate. I got it. Oh my god. The big reverby plucked violins. Yeah, that's the thing you can do, I guess. This is like almost the same. Yeah, this kind of sounds like super. This is like, it sounds like fucking. Oh, I've heard this before. I mean, he is kind of the world super gremlin. <laughs> yeah, this is more gremlin core. Yeah, Ed Sheeran, yeah. And he is a real gremlin and actually did trick, like, convince the entire world that they want to hear him all the time, that they want to think about him, and that uh, they want him to be tr- sexy and stuff, to, to like, try to perform sexiness. And he's a little gremlin. Yeah. And everyone, and that's actually pretty inspiring i mean the ed sheeran thing as much as i do uh think he sucks i do do, do, sometimes have to tip my hat and be like hey you know what he's punching a a well above his weight class in just about every every respect talent looks charisma like he's he is there's no reason he should be the kind of star that he is it's really like a testament to I don't know, drive, willpower, uh, dark magic. Yeah. Eldritch evil. Like I don't, I mean, he is from the some, British Isles. He's some sort of sacrifice or trade off made. Uh, he's probably a druid of some sort. Uh, it's, it's fucked up. Oh, but since we're in billboard corner, we were just talking about, uh, her friend Ed Sheeran. Uh, I, I don't know if you've, you've, you've following the, the, the latest big beef in the, in the music industry between Taylor Swift and Damon Albarn. No. Oh, what? <laughs> 
Oh it's my pretty God. great. Okay. Damon what? Albarn was just interviewed in a, for, uh, for for somebody, uh, and he for was anyone like, who doesn't know, Damon Albarn's the Gorillas guy. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. Uh, blur. Like blur. Everyone yeah. knows that, right? Yeah, yeah. everyone knows that. Um, and uh, he he was asked about Billie Eilish and says that he likes Billie Eilish. And then he was asked about Taylor Swift and he's like, she doesn't write her own songs. And then Taylor Swift responded to it on Twitter and is like, "Excuse me, I write all of my own music. Thank you very much." Uh, and uh, it's it's ignited. Uh, uh, I mean, he's wrong, right? He, I mean, he's wrong. Um, she's like a credited songwriter on like pretty much all of her songs. To the extent that you could say that she's working with producers or stuff that helped shape the song, that would also be true for Billie Eilish. Yeah, I mean, Billie Eilish. I mean, if you, Billie Eilish also writes all of her songs with her brother. Yeah, like like Phineas. From what is, I understand, he is a he's one like of the, the primary creative like yeah. things. And Taylor like. Like she's worked with different other songwriters throughout her career, but like she's always like a leading creative force in her music. So he he's like he is wrong. I don't know why he like, where he's coming up with that. Because in recent years, very basic of him. Yeah, in recent that's like years, saying just oh all you know Justin Bieber's the worst thing that ever happened to music. Yeah, but I mean I guess this now I mean everyone's already made the joke, but it means that she's coming down on the side of a oasis. Liam Gallagher's Ooh. already come out and said that he's a fan of Taylor Swift. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that idiot on Twitter. He's so he's perfect for Twitter. That's fun. Just wilding out on there, yeah. Posting stuff that doesn't make any fucking sense. But I'm glad, you know. It's it's nice how we're gonna do the '90s. We're gonna do the Blur versus Oasis again. That's fun. This is different. This is different. Yeah. This is better than like Marvel versus uh, Martin Scorsese. This is a new, this is a beef I wasn't expecting to be re, re, you know re, regurg- resuscitated. Well, you know what I have to say, Damon Albarn, is there was. Uh, more good songs in the last Taylor Swift album than there were the last Gorillaz album. When was the last Gorillaz album? It was like 2016, and every song sucked. Every song was bad and forgettable. Oh, yeah. I and mean, honest, as I, as I am a fan of... I, I respect uh, Taylor Swift uh, as um, a force of nature. She's like um, a very evil person yeah, who, is, who has somehow managed to uh, successfully She's trick serious, everyone man. into thinking that she is like... She's evil. Oh, absolutely. She's she's like a, a black hole of ambition. Um, Yikes! But uh, and she's like a. That's what it takes. Yeah, but I I respect her for that. She wanted she, it. She want. I you have to. You kind of have to tip your cap, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but I also really I, I enjoy her music quite a bit. Uh, so when when he uh, I was previously team Blur in the Blur Oasis fight, but I am now switch, switching sides. Yeah, now. you're good. But now on the side of the working class. I'm good. on. Yeah, good I'm on team you. Oasis now. What's Fucking up? Fucking art school pricks. Yeah, Morning Glory. And I don't even like Oasis, but <laughs> yeah, I'm on their side begrudgingly, just for solidarity reasons and because. Uh, I don't know. The gorillas and Blur can be annoying. I like them more, but or they have more songs I like. What's so good about Blur? Woohoo! We don't yeah. talk about Damon. Song number two. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. Like do song. your best. Woohoo! Do your woo. Woohoo! 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 <laughs> there we go. That was it. You're sounding like goofy. We'll put that in the song. We'll just edit that into the song. Um, I I should I should have been against it from the start because that song is a parody of uh, of Nirvana. So, oh, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know. Damn, that they either. stuck it to him. Yeah, I got him. Fucking got him. Yeah. Uh, and to the notes. Is that what you're doing? I'm doing like the type. Yeah, you know, like breaking news. Yeah. I stepped all over you. It's a ticker tape. But I wanted to help. 
Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Okay, if I did. wasn't hungover, I would be more. Uh, I would be more on right now because I've been. I've been. Put, I've been watching like I've been putting on MSNBC a lot lately as background noise, uh, just because like I got to the point oh where I was like I literally God. don't know. I don't like. It's not like I'm like like watching and being like, oh, what are they saying? Because uh, I don't know what's going on. Like I don't even know. I, I want to know what the political yeah. class of America thinks is going on what right now. What the TV now. show is saying. Yeah, because I don't hear anything anymore. What like, I don't... Act, yeah. Like, because, like, I guess my Twitter is so, like, so depoliticized at this point. Like, everyone who previously was engaged politically, have all, everyone's just given up and stopped caring. <laughs> it's, it seems yeah. like... Well, I guess we're seeing uh, how long um, interest can be maintained in hating Kristen Cinema or Kirsten Cinema or whatever... Which she's a pretty hateable character, so I think the audience is pretty uh, wrapped up in hating. Yeah, her. No, so it this seems has got some fuel there still. But we're just, the, the 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 prevailing topics are still just like dunking on Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema because uh, there's been yeah. nothing done. So like there's and they and they are reluctant to put, you know folk shift the blame to the true villain here, which is the actual Democratic Party, not not just this, these two individuals, but all of them and everyone who's prop you know propped them up for all this time. Yeah, and then every once in a while they'll like ask whether inflation is Joe Biden's fault, and then no one will know what to say, and then they'll kind of just uh, move on. Be like, I don't know. Yeah. And then they'll t- start talking about Ukraine. Yeah, I noticed that they've started talking about Ukraine, although I don't pay attention enough to know what they're talking. Like, I don't know. What the the whole Ukraine situation is such a, a morass, dude. Because it's, it's like it's the same as everything. I mean, it's not really that much to you, every all of your assumptions are correct or would be like it's yeah. like we're funding like far right extremist groups where to intentionally destabilize the the political process and install a U.S. backed leader that would basically allow us to move military base and military presence in there. Mm-hmm. And we then accuse, you know, Putin of doing the same thing uh, and uh, ignore the fact that we are in a, on the other side of the world. And, th- and this is like right next to Russia. Yeah. And historically, like that, it's just on a real politic level that like, I guess you can't be discussed on cable news. Like just strategically, they cannot allow that to happen. They cannot allow there to be a fucking U.S. military base. But so I'm going on and on about it. The the main point being, you know, fucking. No, so I'm sorry. It's like boring. It's like it's not as I don't see why any American would actually care about this. Like I I don't know how you're gonna actually convince any of them to to be like invested. That's a good point. What is what is the what's the like clinch there? They, they, they there's one cl- clincher where it's like oh they're invested in like the character of Putin, the unique evil or whatever of like oh world domination or something. Yeah. That somehow that in, him invading Russia is like the start of right and i just don't think you can sell to the american people like the fate of ukraine like we we don't care about eastern europe what do we care about ukraine there's no identitarian like uh uh, call for the libs to you know be like oh we're protecting a minority group here uh it's just like oh here's a bunch a bunch of dudes in tracksuits who might start they might have a a president who likes russia more than us okay but like there's it's just yeah, it's not, I mean, it's, it's and it's in their interest to not have a fucking U.S. military presence there too, because it's like it's just oh, a yeah. fucking war. It's just a, so much of American foreign policy is just like of like, of like how regular Americans view what happens in the world. We just completely allied the fact that we have, and have pretty much for everyone's in living memory, 
we have two huge oceans between us and any other meaningful country, like country that is like of conflicting yeah. foreign interest. So like we've it's never our unique like psychosis. Yeah, we, we don't really fucking. It's like a hot house. <laughs> this fucking place. Yeah, and we have these two sycophants, China, or, or Canada, we were, and Mexico that don't that just like just, just like do whatever that. You know, we were shielded from the actual material devastation of both world wars, and actually, both of them made us richer. Mm-hmm. Like we're just so der- deranged as far as our relationship to like world violence and. Yeah, we don't. Like, we really, truly don't know what it means for it to happen near us, and and and, and that completely reshapes. I mean, if on some level, you kind of had, like. I almost wish that like the like World War II reached American soil because we would yeah. probably have uh, like a national health service. We yeah, in, in a little bit of respect for what war fucking means. Yeah, by by having never had it close to home, we do not. We just like it all for. We're just all for, we're just all for it because we don't really know what it means. Yeah, we just got a bunch of idiots that convince themselves they really really care about Hawaii. Or I guess it's just they, they didn't even attack Hawaii; they attacked the. Oh yeah. Um, Boats. The base. Well, and we the just bi- outsource all of our. Boats. Yeah, we outsource all of our like anxiety about warfare to the veterans. And that's why we revere them so much because it's like, okay, we know deep down that we actually have never really have to deal with real violence in this country, like that kind, like the war kind. And we just we have these people who who go and know what that means. And that's why we pretend to jerk them off so much and love them so much because it's like, okay, yeah, this is their. That's our price for getting to live in this insane psychotic bubble of like. Never really having, never being in like real danger or, or having to experience like devastation and rebuilding and um, when the being when, taken out of your homes and shot. When the deep state uh, stages and proliferates um, mass shootings throughout the country, they're just they're actually looking out for us because they're trying to get us, like they're trying to steal us up. They're trying to give us some violence to encounter, you know. Yeah. How much longer do you think Joe Biden do- actually does replace the U.S. dollar with marbles? <laughs> Every day they have to stop him. Yeah. Because he's got some good marbles. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a fucking Fort Knox of marbles. That's what he spends most of his time doing. <laughs> building and trying to secure them in his bedroom. He hides them. He's like, you'll yeah. never find them. And the shiny blue one, that's worth the most. You'll never find, figure out where I put all the marbles. <laughs> They're just they're just like buried under an elm tree somewhere in Delaware. <laughs> he just poured them all in the sink. <laughs> he just pulled the stopper out of the bathroom. He's like, they'll never get him now. It's like Joe. He's like, ah, oh, you found him. Oh my god, this is for the pot. I just had to talk about it. Like, um, I, I I don't know if you listened to the latest uh, Chapo where they talk. They did the read the focus group in the New York Times. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was, was really funny. Yeah. Uh, and I, my favorite one was the one person who was like asked, like, what is a good, like, when they asked, like, what is a good thing that Joe Biden has done? And that one chick was just like, the corn pop story, funny was, yeah. story was funny. And I was like, hell yeah, she rocks. And that really re- goes to show that did resonate. It did. Yeah. I mean, it's. It is why he's president. It's the most endearing thing about him in my mind mm-hmm. is the corn pop story. Everyone loved the conservatives. That was their biggest mistake was sharing like <laughs> cartoons of him, uh, like, you know, rubbing his legs and like hairy legs and stuff like everyone loves that everyone loves hairy legs joe they don't love bloodshot eye joe that's the one that they don't like that no, no. one wants that one no it is funny to see everyone uh it's very predictable but to see 
all of the people who a year ago were talking about how Joe Biden was like some paragon of excellence, just like really might restore the soul to the heart of America. And now they're just all like, he's senile. We don't understand what happened. It's like, yeah. you guys really, is this, this, how much of this is a performance and how much of this is like a fucking weird, like puppet show you're putting on for yourself? That's a great question. That is a great question. Cause there's just like no way they didn't know all this before. It's fucking plain as day. And like <laughs> they would, they would just, it would get posted in their replies if they're on Twitter or whatever. You know, they, they had to see all the fucking like, why, 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 you know, and, uh, <laughs> fucking just like delete that information, I guess, just immediately just have a really efficient incinerator for information that you don't want. And then I guess, and also I guess people just, they seem like fucking, it's so boring how people are still caught up in this like the same narrative of just oh I'm I voted the Democrat in I'm so surprised and aghast and I I'm taking a stand and I'm actually criticizing my Democratic president and I voted for him and I thought it'd be better than just like good just fucking watch TV good God yeah there's just how is how is anyone's hard like, when Michelle Obama said that the other day you know a couple weeks ago though you know we must vote like the future of the Democratic Party rising like I just like I just read it in such a like tone like does anyone believe that anymore like it seems like she was like doing it it was she was like her heart wasn't even in it and did you see uh, go, ahead, oh, go ahead did you see the kamala harris uh interview that was on did we already talk about this charlemagne yes uh where i think we did where did we talk about it I, that was a while i don't ago, think we right? did that was i may have Christmas. just seen it and we didn't talk about yeah. it what, 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 what just it? just to speak to the fucking energy towards the yeah, where she's like, "How dare you?" Basically, right? Yeah. For for um, Charlemagne asked whether um, Joe Biden was the president or Joe Manchin was the president because he's like a guy who is foolish enough to be sincerely engaging with politics and a pundit, and is actually like confused <laughs> by this and isn't you know uh, like what's the word plugged into the fucking DC Beltway, right? Um, Which it really does seem like now that like. Pretty much, and when I when I say normal people, I mean like include like most normal people uh, are like completely checked out of this process. Like even the people who like voted for who like were like kind of like optimistic and rosy eyed about Joe Biden. Oh yeah, like seem like My pretty fucking brother and sister <laughs> seem kind of disillusioned and like bummed out about this whole thing. Um, and I think like at this point, and I, I'm just this is just like horse race like narrative like because you know whether or not you care about whether these things are effective or worth doing we i do am a person i'm a person who pays attention to the culture uh and so like i'm going to have to deal with listening to and having thoughts about the political like the election in 20 in two years right and the idea of it just being joe versus trump again so boring so boring i uh so i'm really thrilled to know that I really think that they're going to pull Joe. It would be a different. You really no- do? I really yeah. think it's he's so unpopular. There's so, it's. I, I don't know how they can pull that game. Like, like they can't put Rot him out there he again. He could just stubbornly be like, no, though. Still, right? I mean, he could. As far as like, it, there's, I guess, enough pressure could be put on him where he just like capitulates. But it would be funny if he's like, no, just like we left Afghanistan, but I'm not leaving the White House. Like the huh. same resolve. The, the blood's in the water. Hillary can smell it. She's fucking coming back. She's coming back. I can't wait. Oh my please, God. please. We came. We saw. Uh, yeah, I came when he I died. saw her. 
Um, I have a Twitter bullshit corner. Um, this is um, not political, really. It's. Did you guys see the uh, crypto morons that bought the rare Dune book? No. Okay, so this, this, so the, these these crypto um, guys, these crypto geniuses, um, they purchased a um, Jodorowsky. Is that how you say his name? Uh, Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky. Yeah. Or Hodorowski? I don't know. That unmade Dune, his version of Dune. Yeah, yeah. They purchased a rare art book of it um, for $3 million. I don't know whether they crowdfunded this or used their shitty NFTs. These are like NFT guys uh, to, to, to get them. Uh, but somehow they paid $3.2 million for it under the delusion that they were buying the IP to Dune. And had all these plans to make a like animated show and make a movie and stuff. And people just like really had to explain it to them that they didn't just because Did you this bought, all happened on Twitter. Yeah. Just because you bought a rare book. It doesn't mean you own Dune now. You know, it shouldn't. How do you explain this? But I, it is like a symptom of NFT brain because, yeah. you know, yeah. what happened there is that they were like, oh, that's like a rare thing like it's rarity because the in a whole conceit of nfts is that like, you own this ip thing that when you own the the shitty like yawning wolf who's throwing up uh that you own that ip that would be ip would be so much better if it was like that like you literally to to make mickey mouse movies you have yeah. to own mickey mouse yeah, you, you, there's it, only one mickey mouse and whoever holds him can make the movies well if you buy this would be if you buy an old film reel Right. Of Mickey Mouse, of like Steamboat Willie, that you now own the rights to fucking, you can print Mickey merchandise. It's yours. You got the rare NFT Mickey film reel. It's yours on the blockchain. And so they like doubled, or they, they, they now convinced themselves that they didn't actually do that. And they're like, uh, we're actually, we, uh, yes, um, after talks with the, well, let's see. Actually, I'll just read, um, I have their statement. After they were uh, ruthlessly mocked for having a child's conception of the world. Then whoever sold that book fucking made out like a bandit. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And the funny thing too is that this this book um, is also available for free online too. So it's not even like they couldn't have seen it. The images otherwise. they then Now their claim is that it's not all the images and that they're lower resolution. So I don't know what the truth is there. Three million dollars? Yeah, three million dollars. There's so, like real pieces of like legit ho- like Hollywood memorabilia that go for like way, way less than that that are like way more valuable. I don't know how this... <laughs> That's insane. This went so far. to Like in a way you do admire getting that far into this and just not having even done the slightest bit of like little search... To clarify your understanding of what you're this doing, this is the this is this is what's one of the things that's fucked up about capitalism is that, like, there are people who can get three million dollars, yeah, to do to buy something, who yeah. are so stupid that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it almost helps a lot of the time. <laughs> like, I, I, the reason I don't have three million dollars is because I'm too smart. Yeah, that's that's the problem. That's why I don't have three million dollars. I agree with that. <laughs> okay, so. After two months of outreach, conversations with former business partners, and consultations with legal counsel, we have not been able to reach an agreement with any of the rights holders involved in the creation of the contents of the book, Collected Storyboards of Yodorowsky's Dune. 
Our research over the past two months has only increased our respect for their project. And we, they're so they're like, oh, yes, we did all this months ago, actually. Um, <laughs> we can just like furiously Google IP copyright law and just be like, no, this can't be right. This can't be right. Fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were so inspired by the book and learning more about its creation that we saw how we could develop our own intellectual property, that we own 100% and control all aspects of the production of an original animated limited series. And you know what really helps with that is buying an unrelated book for $3 million. Yeah. <laughs> like, we really needed some my tips for our book. That's It's for our, for our movie called um, uh, Sand. Sand Planet. Uh, <laughs> it's not based on this stuff. We just got this because it's like cool to have in the room. It's a vibe thing. It's not based on that because we don't own the IP, but <laughs> did rub off on a, on us. That's so funny. Us on the subject of NFTs, though, I was really touched. Uh, one of my oldest friends, who I don't, I'm not really close to as much anymore, just like the polarization of pol- American political life in recent years has made it a little bit a little harder to communicate with him at times because both of his parents are cops and he's like he's a, he grew up as a republican whatever but i still you know i have an obligation to him he's a friend he was a good friend for a long time so whenever he calls i still answer and he's like he went to business school and he's like a he like works he works with stocks in some way he's like an investment he like uh manages people's investments or something um and a lot of his customers want him to invest in nfts and I thought for sure he was about to go on a pro NFT spiel, and he was actually anti NFT, and I was so proud of him. God I was bless. like, "God bless him!" This guy's like, "Yeah, no NFTs are stupid. It's a bubble. It's retarded." And I was just like, "Oh my god, it's incredible!" Yeah. I was so I was yeah, and he's also against crypto. I was like, "I can't believe it!" If I if I thought anyone would be a crypto bro, it's well, you, and it wasn't against crypto. Now that's more surprising. Yeah, I was retouched. People love that electric money. Um, Eric Adams doesn't like it anymore And they uh, <laughs> Oh because his fucking paycheck collapsed <laughs> they, they gave him like a fucking little Like a piece of chewing gum For this month's paycheck That guy rocks by the way He's extremely funny <laughs> Like yeah, he, he's funny. he is kind of the democratic Trump and He like has He taps into that same energy yeah, in He's like, on the same wavelength you, you don't start to wonder whether he's human as he speaks <laughs> Yeah Um also, the one one other funny thing about their they, these guys uh, trying to make this animated series, they've now they're at the stage where they're just uh, they're having a writing competition on Twitter to try to find the writer <laughs> to find the, whoever's going to write this miniseries. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're just a fucking most wait because none of us can write. None of us have any ideas. Wait, these and are just we're rich- not just going to like hi- make, we're not going to hire a writer's room or like do this writer thing. We're going to make a bunch of people fucking grovel and submit work in, and we're going to you know just that whole process. They, that's like the the idiots, uh, like person who uh, whose mind is on the side of capital uh, by default way of thinking of it. Just like, oh yeah, we'll just get a bunch of people to do free work. That's it. It's it's really kind of depressing to me that there's someone who loves Dune that, enough to like really put this much work into like making their own dune story yeah, and they're what the hell are you like into why aren't you into star wars yeah or, like, why do you like if, dune if you maybe like they're not into dune maybe it's just like they just found out about that book no just the book became an nft in their mind like as far as like they don't nobody they don't care about monkeys or apes or whatever the hell the nfts are these days the li- sleepy lions you know nobody fucking cares about their 
their art and then they all i mean they'll convince themselves that they like like it no but they just like how much money they see in it yeah it becomes a fetishized thing just if they just encountered that jpeg online disassociated from nfts nfts don't exist they wouldn't give a shit you'd just be like what this is what what is this like fucking horrible look at this clip art of a monkey like awesome why did someone make this yeah. It's, did someone even? Is this just like spat out by an AI thing at me? Um, but yeah, so the, the the NFT guys, they're out there learning lessons that about rocks. the economy and stuff. That rocks. And just the, the world and being grown up. <clears throat> um, let's see. What else do I got here? China banned skyscrapers for anyone who didn't know. They're all they're getting all rid of no more of these big fucking skyscrapers that don't even make sense to build and no no companies even rent them out beyond like fifty percent capacity if even well and, right uh, well because like China was like for a while there was getting really into just like building giant skyscrapers just to like have the biggest buildings yeah just like you know what capitalists do just, in like in boom times is that they start being like i could make a giant glass dick yeah literally just like, a dick pissing contest where yeah. it's like oh yeah all the biggest buildings uh you, empire state building well fuck that we got a bigger one and it is very human because it's not actually it doesn't make sense on a capital level really to make these buildings at yeah least. like there it's a it's a kind of a canary in the coal mine thing that you see like big fucking super tall skyscrapers go up you know the economy's superheated and you're like okay let's start withdrawing investments actually you know smart investors the one that aren't like on the high of uh how fucking good it feels to be making a giant edifice to you as a god rise out of the ground you know? yeah it's weird that people care that's the thing that is always surprising to me with these skyscrapers is i'm like someone involved in the line got like emotionally wrapped up in this for this to be done. Yeah. Cause it's not like a really smart investment. <laughs> and, uh, and also they're like just fucking pasted them all over, uh, thousands of years of architecture too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, back in the middle ages that, that impulse was put into towards like building like huge cathedrals. Like we, Oh, we're gonna have the biggest cathedrals to show how much we love God. But since God now is literally just, Money. money and each other and it's like all right we're just gonna keep building taller and taller buildings <laughs> one of these yeah, buildings will get us to all, heaven that's the only place we can actualize or whatever it is we're trying to do uh feel something uh um, so we're building a tower of babel to nowhere because we don't even believe in anything up there they're building this fucking tower called like fifth tower in new york city these this new um trend of super tall skyscrapers the first one being like 234 Park Avenue, that giant skinny billionaire suite. Um, have you guys seen that? It's no, like, I don't think so. It's like the tallest building in New York now. It's just like toothpick thin. It's perfectly square. And the what's, top what's thing is like $600 million being sold by some like Saudi royalty who currently owns it. Um, 234 Park Avenue, I think. Um, but... It's crazy when you look out the the from the window view of these things because it's right on the edge of Central Park, so there can never be like a building built next to it or anything, and it's taller than everything. So when you're looking out the window, you actually look like you're like yeah, that's it. You look like you're like the god of New York. You look like you're floating in the sky, like Sims mode or something, looking down on everything, like even the Empire State, you know, the whole downtown, right? Uh, zone. But they're building this other one 
it's even it's called search fifth tower or, or a tower five i think it's so ugly i just fucking they're just so boxy and weird and like they're just shooting them up to be tall you know this yep that thing it's got like a weird middle section that's like going out it's like removed yeah what from is it. this where this is in new york yeah it looks kind of futuristic yeah Sort of. Hmm. They're, uh, yeah, they're doing that. What was I even talking? The- oh yeah, the, the China's got. It would become the f- fan in it. It would be the tallest building in New York if, if they build it, and the fifteenth tallest building in the world. China's got like I was watching a video of there's I forget the name of the building and uh, what city it's in, but it, it's this building that just routinely just shakes, like barely any. There's still businesses operating in it, operating in it, and stuff, but. Uh, it's freaky, like as far as um, it's structurally like some the, they they claim they're like oh yeah no it's this is no this is normal this is its defense mechanism or whatever like but it's just the whole thing fucking shakes and there's uh, so that's why they're just because it's like they're, they're cracking down on the you know the government is cracking down on these fucking like shoddily made structures. Oh, I mean China. I'm looking at this list of tallest buildings in the world. And China has like so many of them. Like number one is the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, and then number two is this building in Malaysia. But then number three, Shanghai Tower, yeah, right. and then number five is in China. Number eight, nine, and ten are in China, and also eleven if you think Taipei is in China. Um, <laughs> the top, the, the one tro- one World Trade Center is the tallest building in America, and that's only number seven on this list. Oh, I saw. Um, this is. I just looked at the notes, so this is. Um, off top or you know segue to a different thing but dan crenshaw um there's a video of him really setting a 10 year old straight it was fucking pretty good um there's a 10 year old goes up to the podium and asks him he starts reading she starts reading some quote from him about where he compares jesus to superman as far as like a category of mythical figures and then talks about real historical figures and then the the little girl that's reading it is like, I'm having trouble to making sense of this. And then Dan Crenshaw immediately doubles down and just conservative hothead online mode. Doesn't matter. It's a 10 year old girl. He's like, don't question my faith and just fucking shuts her down. And the whole crowd is aghast. They're just like, can't, it's just very, it was very funny to see him like the fucking true conservative, like idiot mind of like the insane defensiveness, just irrational. you know, it's just like all, to protect how fucking dumb you are or whatever, you know, where it's just like a 10 year old comes up and he just immediately is like, let's fucking debate <laughs> your own. Like I destroyed her. Crenshaw said, quote, the most important thing here is that we have That's important hero archetypes that we look up to. Jesus is a hero archetype. Superman is a hero archetype. Real characters too. too. I could name a thousand. Rosa Parks, Ronald Reagan, end quote. I can't wrap my head around this. Well, I'll help you. Put a period after okay. the word Jesus and don't question my faith. Wow. 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 I can question your faith if this is what you said. That's, I, I, I mean, you can read the quote again, but nowhere in that quote am I saying Jesus is not real. That's a ridiculous.
statement. Of course he's the son of God. Of course he's the son of God, and of course he's real. You can't say two different things. You can say that on a podcast, and you can say this here. On the podcast, nobody would have understood it that way. I think you're twisting it that way. Which is not very Christian. Which is not very Christian. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! It's not. And I'm not going to have my faith question. I'm not going to have my faith question. Right. Yeah, when you just spend too much time uh, fight, f- debating the trolls online, you just think the, the whole world becomes your your Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is a potential flame war. It doesn't matter how old they are. Like, if you just provoke them enough, they're going to revert to now their, their essential nature now. He saw through her. <laughs> yeah, she was just being a troll. Yeah. Oh, she's fucking vicious. Well, now that Jordan Peterson's leaving uh, University of Toronto, he will be free to be engaging in, you know debates with uh toddlers on the street <laughs> he's i didn't know he was still there after his whole fucking like experimental benzo recovery in russia <laughs> it's like his daughter had him like caged in a like locked up underground in russia like feeding him meat i don't understand what something like that um he's always crying yeah he really, it's just, he's not, he's not very, he's not, I think he's having a hard time. It just seems like it. His wife has cancer, is that right? This poor guy. Lay off of him, all right, guys? Lay I off added him. his wife to famous birthdays. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Take it easy. He's oh harmless, God. right? Oh I mean, he revealed himself to be like, basically like, made of tissue paper. That'll make him He's really. Um, let's see. Oh, maybe here. Oh, god damn it. Well, here's an idea for me that I could have done. Listen to the "You and Me Both" pod by Hillary Clinton. We pull that up right now. Who? Is it just her? It's just yeah. It's the new. It's it's the new season. Let's pull it up. God, former president presidential candidates should not have uh, fucking broadcasts. Well, you know, she wasn't the president. She's just, uh, I know you said candidate, but, you know, she is just a, a citizen now. She's just a... Uh, just a concerned citizen. She, she's just a mom. She's she a, a mommy blogger now? Um, well, let's find out. What is she talking about? She's she's just, like, reveling in killing Muammar al-Gaddafi still on this. It's, like, not wine mom stuff at all. You and me both. That's what it's called? Uh... That I love that. If that's the title, it's almost like it's like yeah, you and me both. Like you, when you say that to someone, that means like oh yeah, I share your concerns. We're like the same kind of person. We're on the same wavelength. Like yeah, you and me both. You, me, you and me, Hillary. We care about the same thing. It's like very reptilian way of saying like trying to remind you that I am human too. Yeah, it's like you. Okay. Oh yes, me as well. I have these similar feelings to you. <laughs> I too have emotions. In fact, perhaps. Ours are similar. Um, here we go. The You and Me Both Season 3 trailer. It's actually not out yet. Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm so excited to be back with a new season of my podcast, You and Me Both, because really, we need to talk. Okay, this is good so far. I was going to make fun of this, but... Right. 
Oh, we talk about chronic syndromes? They captured this? This is like, get back. I know who she's talking to. What? He's in Hades Town. It's a good song. He's doing. Vir- she's doing virtuous. She's she, the two guests that she is uh, boasting about getting are both black. Whoa, man! Come on. Those are just her friends. Yeah, yeah. It's just convenient that the. the that's that's you being racist. She singing. Can you imagine listening to that podcast? Well, there's what fuck- kind of person listens to it? There's fucking nothing in there. Just not a morsel to chew on. Is that like someone who's like, I NPR well, isn't like damp air. Yeah, like NPR is not boring enough. Can okay. I? Does Hillary have a podcast? I like I'm this might be maybe this uh could be a little more fruitful 911 looking back and looking forward This is let's just skip to the middle of this or right, let's hear the answer I, I can't wait for Joe's post presidential podcast Hi, I'm Hillary Look at this picture of her on the front like her face looks like so fucking just like Saran wrap stretched over a fucking Tupperware container She looks like Eric Stoltz from that uh Mask. Yeah. From here. Yes, I often remember things. First responders and their families. Okay, let's get to the middle. 2345. Joining the department as a woman of color. So coming into the academy. That's what it's all about. Do you know how it fucked up like it was that the fire departments and 9-11, how few black people died in the towers? They would not. I cannot stand this strain of, of like modern democratic thought where there's so many people who like identify as like democrats and liberals these are like extremely invested in this idea of like uh uh empowering black women like it's to them they think it's the most important thing in the world this sounds this sounds like I'm about to do a racist screed I'm not I'm doing no, the opposite no this is no, this it's the only road you can go down it's the, you know with this like liberal right. fucking right. like to them, it's like the ultimate in like, you know. Just perf- diversify the ruling class. Diver- you know? Yeah, they just want to diversify the ruling class because they, it's diversify so fucked up. Hillary Clinton days. hates black people. Like the, she hates the, the real ones, like know. the ones who aren't rich, she hates. Diversify the imperial apparatus. Like, yeah. Yeah, but all, but all she everything I'm sure every single fucking episode of this podcast, she interviews a famous black, a black woman and every single fucking episode. She probably goes out of her way to, to make some comment about 
about how tough it is to be a black woman in moving, uh, or, or, or um, how we need to have more black women in this, in, their, in this and this. And these things are all true, but it's like, you don't care. You don't really care. You'll hear your other ones, hear your friends, the ones who made it, the ones who are like you, who have reptile brains. Like, you don't give a shit about anyone who lives in my apartment complex. They're all, to, the, to you, they're like, not, you're not subhuman, not even hey, human. if they vote Democrat... We'll care about him for one second. Barely. Shouldn't even fucking come here. <laughs> yeah, no. Hillary does a bad job. Really, that's, I mean, that is her downfall. She's she so transparent. She not pretend that she cares at all. Like, I don't believe she for a second. She cannot do song and dance. Yeah. Obviously, you know. Joe Biden does care. That's what he's, in the sense of like, he cares about the, tell, like, the individual, having like a weepy story with like the person right in front of him, he actually would like want to do that. He would want to be like a little tipsy and like telling you a story and like, but then really getting sincere and like, like he would want to do that. You know, uh, he doesn't care about any. No, he kind of actually is the perfect cat uh, president for right now. Considering there's been this like uptick in like, like, you know, people who are like embracing, like being like trad cath all of a sudden, like people, like people who are interested in, uh, Catholicism because he's like, you know, everyone says JFK was our first Catholic president, and he was a Catholic president. He was technically Catholic, but the Kennedys were godless heathen scum. Uh, like Joe Joe Biden is the first true Catholic president because he's all, his whole shtick is is just about like, oh man, the world sucks, right? Oh God, we, let's commiserate. Let's let's just be like this. This <laughs> let's, let's let's sing a sea shanty. I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you a beer. We'll cry our tears out, and then we're gonna go. We're just gonna go back to whipping ourselves until we die. Yeah, and the reason why he made so little money as like a fucking politician, at least comparatively to other corrupt politicians, is just because he actually likes being friends with people. So you can actually buy him off with like fucking being his friend, yeah, and like <laughs> giving him a good time, giving him a good fun ride in a car, and have, making him when he goes to bed, he's like, I had a nice conversation that night. Me and my boy, me and that, me and my friend, me and yeah, you know, me, we're fucking good. I guess we're good old boys. <laughs> He was always old. Uh, <laughs> uh, Secretary of State Tony Blinken on a on the fucking Hillary podcast. Good God, he's doing a great job. Yeah, right. Uh, keeping that fucking machine running, pumping out threats. Don't don't fucking waver for a second. Just don't. You'd be psycho psycho mode forever like we we embody it they know that we will do it doesn't have to make sense that's the that's the the loose cannon of america the little mad dog thing is our our ruling class does have that little little edge to them where they're like could go psycho mode be like fuck capital we're actually not capitalists anymore i guess uh, we're fashion. We're we're warlords. You know, we're like we're doing eschaton warlord stuff. I'm not. I'm just a little surf. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm a surf who doesn't even work the land. I'm like a useless surf. That's why they won't care when I die. Am I all out of notes? Oh, uh, what about um? Oh, we uh, reading Google reviews. How about that as an idea? <laughs> we could do something. Reviews of what? Just anything. Just do a Google review segment. I'm for it. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm looking at a 
I'm looking at um, uh, Glad Freezer Wrap Press and Seal. Okay. On Google, on Google reviews. No, this is on Amazon. No, that's the thing. This is why I want to do Google reviews. It's because Google reviews the cross section of people you select for. Amazon could kind of work, but isn't Amazon so astroturf too? No, be- that's what I'm, I was. That's I was. That's what I'm saying. Amazon's not good because I'm looking at the top review, and there's no way a human being sat down to write this review. It's. Uh, Tom McGee, five stars. Amazon, you are the greatest. Thanks. I like that I could buy this product online and have it delivered to my doorstep during these dangerous times. During these dangerous times is like a a (laughs) sentence that has only ever been spoken by a marketing uh, team for a company. Um, (laughs) With with the threat of contracting the coronavirus for my age group. We love this product. It is very useful for wrapping and projecting our projecting our food products we could read bumbo's reviews oh bumbo's reviews we do have people who i like the idea of reading negative bumbo's reviews yeah i mean that's that's kind of where the entertainment often ends up being um let's see bumbo's local ham chamic uh dive haunt of nicks um i think nick what would you give it four stars four wow four and a half okay damn He's honest, folks. He's not just going to give you the nut just because you're his favorite, your favorite place. He goes. Would you give anywhere five stars? If I wouldn't give Bumbo's five stars, yeah, I don't know five stars. Okay, then Mister Too Cool for School over here. I give Rock five stars. I'm trying to figure out how to fucking do this. More reviews. Uh, okay, lowest. There we go. All right. Oh, yeah, let's see the negative. Okay, the big MF. Bartender is not very friendly. Drinks were so-so. The help acts like they are doing you a favor serving you. Mostly very young guys as customers. There are better places around that actually want you there. The help. The help. Kind of told themselves of that. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh... I went there a few times. The owner, Tia, was nice and hustled hard. I spent lots of money and I tip well. Recently, I went there it, when it opened. Bar completely empty. My autistic son was thirsty and I suggested I get him a pop and we hang out and listen to Jukebox. The black waitress they employ was so rude to me and my son. So embarrassed us. She wasn't feeling like getting us a drink in an empty bar. Worst service I ever had in my life. Don't believe the five-star reviews. They lost a good customer for life. Go where you don't be treated like garbage. Many great ham tremec bars, but that diva, which ruined me and my son's day. Spending my money where I am appreciated. So okay, That makes me kind of curious to check out this person's other reviews. <laughs> Just like he's bringing their autistic son everywhere is sort of like bait to like be... I'll bet you there's a trend in his reviews where there's a lot of... Uh... I was at this place with my autistic son and insert calamity. <laughs> um, oh, they only reviewed, damn, only read Bumbo's. Wow, they had a really bad time there with their son. Well, Bumbo's, you heard it here folks, first. Doesn't, doesn't like uh, people with autism. Doesn't want them to have drinks. <laughs> Doesn't want them in there, uh, I guess. And I guess would not give them a drink because the bar was empty. So that's what happened. I'm sh- that's the s- 
That's the story, folks. It's a really good story. Makes sense. So don't worry about it. This is a review of Sam Harris's book, Free Will. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. This is a two star review on Amazon uh, from a Sam Harris fan. It's called uh, Intellectually Lazy, is the headline. I'm a huge Sam Harris fan. His Waking Up podcast is consistently in my weekly listens, and the episode with Eric Weinstein remains one of my favorite pieces of audio. However, this book is a huge letdown. It is either poorly written, intentionally hyperbolic, or both. It's like a lazy blog post written after a night of drinking. Sam has a deep background in science and neuroscience, so it was startling and disappointing to see him write a manifesto that begins with a thesis and then backfills it with nothing but... What is this book about? Should find Probably out about how fucking God's fake and uh, once and uh, also the atheist God wants us to bomb the Middle East. Maybe the Unabomber Manifesto. I'm gonna find George reviews. Jordan Peterson's twelve years your twelve rules for life. Let's see. <laughs> this is funny, kind of. Okay, this is a one star review of the Unabomber's uh, book, um, Technological Slavery. And it starts with, all I needed to read was the preface. In the preface to the second edition, the author states that he has not had time to organize, rewrite, and complete the contents of this book. He further bemoans that the United States Attorney has confiscated his writings and passed ownership on them to his victims. I wonder why Mr. Kaczynski hasn't had time. I would suspect that he has plenty of free time, being in federal prison and all. And as far as him putting victims in quotes, I wonder why he would not consider people who have lost fingers or hearing or have been severely burned by his bombs as victims. Maybe Amazon should add the title by which Kaczynski is better known as the Unabomber. That being said, I hope that profits from his sales do go to his victims and that readers inform themselves on the author and consider the source. Update. Two years later. I'm compelled to add to my review. As I stated in the header above, all I needed to read was the preface, which is in fact what I had done. Recently, I delved into the text of the document. Uh, I feel that the author has a number of valid points, some of which have become more apparent over the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Uh, nice. The guy got Kaczynski pilled. Holy <laughs> shit. Writes a scathing one, one-star review after only reading the preface and then come back to your wow. big action. You know, maybe was that guy had a point. <laughs> that, the preface sounds like the preface almost scared him. It was maybe making a little too much sense. He had to reject it. He had to go online and be like, this is actually disgusting. And yeah. I was not starting to be convinced by it while I read it. And now I'm going to throw this book in the garbage. Let's see if I can conjure up some other interesting reviews. I do have one last. Maybe we could go out on this. Uh, I found another uh, guy. Found another weird guy. Another weirdo. On YouTube. On YouTube. His name is Lyle Larue, and he's a open mic comedian or storyteller. I can't quite tell. Um, but he's undeterred, and he'll tell you all about how. Um, well, let's just let you find out from Lyle LaRue. Let you, you'll see his style. And the thing is that kind of blew me away from about him. I was took him to the next level with me. So I was just watching this guy. Just one video from him. And I was thinking this is this classic case of someone up here just rambling, thinking that's what stand-up is. Uh, and then I watched another video, and he delivered the same exact joke. Like it was a... He had beats, and it was like interesting to hear him tell at a different time because you could sort of start to figure out what he thought was funny about it. You know, he's that, that type of that type of weirdo. That sounds promising. Uh, so, 
D. All right, so we got Lyle LaRue, everybody. Uh, this is Lyle LaRue. The um, place that he seems to go every week and do this. Um. At this time, but nothing wrong with changing it up a little. I guess <laughs> uh, that's my uh, Simpson couch gig, and I've got an agenda, so let's get to it. All right, uh, some of these are about uh, music, books, and movies, so let's go. Um, I pay attention to music everywhere, and I know why, because if I uh, focus my attention on that, I don't have the time to feel sad or angry about anything. So that's why I like it when. They seem to play music anywhere I go, like the grocery store or uh, many other places. Uh, uh, and a notable one I, I heard recently that didn't make it last week uh, was uh, Vida Viva uh, by uh, Coldplay. I heard it when I was going past uh, a Starbucks when I was out walking one night. And it's like, yeah, I guess that does remind me of one of the few things I liked about church when I went regularly was the music, because they say Roman Catholic choirs, and it's like, well, I was a Protestant kid, but yeah, still. So, to jump again, the thing that kind of goes on with Lyle that, 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 that kind of kept me watching is that you kind of almost, you're like watching it, you're like, you, you just seem like he's setting up, like he's going somewhere, you're like, this is going to be like a bad joke, and it just keeps like going, it's almost like a... Mandala, or like a, you know, like a, what's the word? Um, a fractal or something. Are there other punchlines or no? No. I mean, as far as I, he, he just like, he will animatedly tell stories. One of, what's his, his go-to thing? He'll go, he'll tell, he, he told a series of stories or one of his go-to jokes seems to be describing when he heard a song in public and he'll describe what song it is as seemingly as if just referencing something that exists is inherently comedy. So that right there, he feels like he's doing something, and he'll describe like him just standing there. He'll be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'll stand here and listen to this for a little bit." <laughs> and, that, and he'll tell him like, what song. It is, so. Oh my! He he his body language is like he looks like he's like Kafka esque. Like he just reminds me of this Murakami sto- short story I wrote about. Like it was the inverse of the Metamorphosis. Where a bug woke up and became a man, he this guy has the body language of like a bug that is like that has become a man. Like he, it is he, like what a bug would think stand up comedy is too. <laughs> He's just like the bug is amazed at everything. It's just like I saw a fu- I saw a fucking movie. Yeah, they play music like, at the grocery store, and I think that's cool. I was walking around and I heard a song. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna listen to the song, and um, that reminded me of actually of a movie. And I was actually, I was on the pay-per-view last night, and I watched that. It's like, I haven't seen this before. Um, but anyway, um, let's let Lyle. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Also, I really do like his opener. That was his, because like I, or I, I, already, I guess I already said this part, but you know, he, um, he, these, he, he'll like retell these jokes. And I really like that opener where he starts off by um, talking about how he likes to hear um, songs and music because it stops him from hating himself and being mad all the time. <laughs> I just, this guy seems like such a tragic figure. From 58 seconds of audio, I can tell like this guy is like more f- miserable than I am. And the funny thing about too is that like these open mics, the audiences are like usually they're always like they're super willing to laugh. They're super forgiving. They want to laugh. Everyone wants it to not be awkward. So like they'll be really generous with the laughs if they can understand where they're supposed to laugh, or if it's supposed to be funny at all, or what the hell is even happening. <laughs> so that's how he gets these like weird, just dead silent like reactions, because it's just people like 
trying to you can feel them like figure trying to figure out what he's doing right um so let's get to it yeah back to lyle let's hear how lyle what lyle has to say lyle's take on things four views see what i said about going to christmas and easter services i mean i really like the music there and i think i know why you're participating a lot more in the hymns because you're singing it instead of just listening to somebody uh, tell you what the scripture is Makes sense to me. Uh, Hell yeah. Took me a lot of figure that one out. Uh, Boom. But, uh, at least you get there on uh, why it works. Dropping right. truth bombs. All right. Uh, books. Uh, I. Uh, Wait, what the fuck is going on? Of course, I do go to bookshops from time to time, and I uh, I made it back to uh, the Barnes and Noble discount section because why pay more if you don't have to? And I got the companion book to the Ken Burns documentaries. Why pay more if you don't have to? Music from two years ago, and I think that's why I paid less than a half full price. Really good deal. And uh, what I've read through it already, I'm trying to think of what meant the most to me. I guess in terms of what I witnessed when it was new, they did have a page that had country music movies from the early 80s. This is a perfect example of like he's leading you down somewhere and it's nowhere. Urban Cowboy, even though I was only six, and uh, the other three in it. Eventually, I saw those. Coal Miner's uh, Daughter. Coal Miner's Daughter. I think I saw that. Okay. Sweet Dreams. Uh, Sweet Dreams uh, about uh, <laughs> Patsy Cline. Saw that too. Uh, early days of uh, VHS movies, and then the last one, Honey Sucker Rose, uh, the Willie Nelson movie. I finally saw it on DVD, uh, and that made sense why I was heard on the road again because. Movie songs uh, are very popular. It helps that uh, they've got something to promote your song, just like TV show theme songs. You get it played every week, people are more likely to enjoy it. This guy's this guy's incredible. And the, see, the thing about Lyle too is that um, what I don't know, if, you know, might not. I actually be... am enjoying this a lot more than the usual your oh, usual yeah. YouTube. Hole. I, I, just, I gotta say. The I think the YouTube whole uh, it, props to Dustin. He's doing very work. Very work. I think the kind of segments that we have on this show you will not find on any other podcast. I that's fair. So, uh, <clears throat> that's what we've done for ourselves. That's why we're going to survive. We're carving out a niche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like honestly, I'm I'm almost like I almost like we are we should be bigger because one day we have we actually have the segments to back it up. I really think the Troy City Council stuff is is pretty is pretty good. Yeah, we got positive feedback. People, people on that. always respond well to the. It's you know it's because it speaks to something. The, there's a suburban malaise there that everyone is you know interfaces with on a daily basis. But we can't like it's relatable. We don't often get to scream about it. Right. It's yeah. re- it's very relatable. We were done with Lyle already. I oh, want no, more. Here, what I want to show show you um, is actually to help that you appreciate actually how many videos thing. there are of Lyle. Like just, I love this comedy club he's in with all the frames. We're not gonna run out of videos of Lyle. Okay, so do not worry. Lyle's got a big, big ass about that. (laughs) He looks like a thin. uh, Oh yeah, he looks like a slim man. He's got, but he's got really wide hips. He's got kind of a, he's got kind of a dump truck. Bit of a dump truck there. (laughs) Beep beep. Back backing up. I had to uh, check that when I did uh, last week's reference to Texas, uh, George Strait X's in Texas. He had four X's mentioned in the song, not three. The last one was from Temple. In, at college in Iowa City, I did know somebody from Temple, Texas. Uh, 
she wrote for the campus paper called the Daily Island, but many people just call it the Daily Idiot. Yeah, I wish I was making that up. Uh, let's see. Well, always something happening going on in my life. Uh, even though I'm Wait, is this the start of it? His start, he starts his set with like a... He's just like, yeah, last week George I was Strait. talking about George Strait, and I actually, uh, and I, we I was one wrong. With he audio. talks about four X's, not three X's, <laughs> uh, and one of the last one is from Temple. Uh, <laughs> I knew somebody from Temple once <laughs> who went to Temple, I and, love uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know... He'll like he has it all. You perfectly he'll, he'll recorded like, that. He'll like, throw in like a half banal point. He'll be like where he go is like, "Kiss, why would I get something at a, when I could get it at a cheaper price?" Yeah, it's like why true. not spend half as much as what I was thinking? Yeah, that's exactly. He did, he he seems like like he's like a human embodiment of like your stream of consciousness when you're just moving through life and oh thinking. yeah, and just like the just whatever banal thoughts are just constantly yeah. running. That's a bird over there, and then uh, Coldplay was on the was uh, coming from a Starbucks. He's got a fucking note card. Oh, he slid down. His bits are always kind of different too. Like he's always kind of got a new thing going on, which I respect. Love this angle. Uh, the same is true about MC. I liked it a lot. I, I did a set off the top of the show, and then after the pressures, all, all I do is introduce people. So, yeah, I'd be kind of MC more often. But I know it's all about. Of course, he's MC. Is that what's going on here? I know that I, I once told a story about uh, getting a hot dog at Ricky Field in Chicago. Ooh, he's doing the Freddy Quell. <laughs> story. So I got in his face and said, I want a hot dog, and I paid him. And I told somebody that story, and they said, a closed mouth never gets fed. It's like, yeah, I guess that's a shorter way of saying it. And we'll have to go back to that. And then I bought a hot dog. What the fuck uh, well, point did he think he just made? Yeah, take it off. Hell yeah. The layering he's doing is very uh, innovative. He's just got like a tiny button-up uh, floral shirt over just a giant like t-shirt. I like that shirt though. It's <laughs> yeah. a nice shirt. Big baggy cargos or not even cargos, just, like just khakis. Khakis. All right. Now, there's quite a story that I've talked to this guy at, <laughs> at, at parties. Yeah, that's like many times. Like, what I was thinking is while watching he's, it's, this is like being he's like simulating. Just talking to someone who just rambles on and on about what the fuck ever. I was getting an insight into like why maybe I was like, oh, when you meet someone that does that, like maybe they think they're being funny. Like, you know, they think they're joking. Someone who like right. just, just sucks at conversation okay. and keeps saying boring stuff. They like they keep waiting for you to laugh. Yeah, they like don't. This is their version of joking is just saying something that ha they don't really. I just love it. He thinks what stand up comedy is, is like. To do a stand-up comedy set should be a, a comic breathlessly speeding through their set, never pausing, like having no inter interplay with the audience at all. Like I, I, I'm trying to like beat you so you can't laugh. I'm trying to keep telling talking. He's got, a, he's got a lot of material to get through, man. He's got to get it. You know, only so much time. I love when he'll get up there. He'll like have a moment where he's kind of like looking off, but he's like, he's like, oh, what other jokes do I have? 
You know, he's sort of like wondering, oh, what other material do I have? Which, what can I? Which, like, what is what is going on in like the the filing? I mean, his mind up there, the like Rolodex, as far as like, Wait, what do I remember from yesterday? Well, I tell the one about how I heard a song, or I could tell the one about how I saw a movie. It's so much, it's like the perfect embodiment of this phenomenon of like being somewhere and something happens that like you think is funny or whatever. It's like, you know, you had to be there, but it's like also even when it happened there, not, not, only he thought it was funny or only he. Yeah, no, this is, I, I know exactly what kind of unique, this is, this is a unique kind of guy. This is a guy who all of his friends, every friend he's ever had in his life is a cousin. <laughs> Okay, because because he seems like someone who would not be able to make a real friend in the real world, but because he's like a hit with his cousins, he thinks he's like a social butterfly and has lots of interesting things to say. And that oh shit, he's unbuttoning. He's unbuttoning. The okay, audience, the, the audience can tell what's happening for the first time, so they're like, oh, it's a green, it's just a green day. <laughs> Shame on you if you thought it was going to be a joke or something. <laughs> I've seen uh, the Bandit concert twice, and the most recent time oh, okay. was my first year in Minnesota. Oh, he likes live music as well. That's awesome. And that was at Target Center. Uh, yeah, they didn't Bro, have that's so Target cool. Field at the time. That, it was that long ago. So he's, that's, that's, like, that's so good. That's, that's so good. Oh, my God. It's like, I, yeah, I saw a concert at Tiger Stadium, but now it's called Comerica Park. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they changed it. <laughs> okay. You would talk about first seeing the Beatles or other groups on Ed Sullivan. In my case, yeah, I can first remember Green Day getting uh, their songs played on MTV. I also look because he clearly comes to go to this comes to this place like a lot. So and I'm sure people who come to uh, open mics are there's a lot of repeat customers who are coming to open mics. So. Some of them are probably smart enough to know that this guy is not funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, they're, they're, but they've adopted really him smart, as like a kind of a mascot. Yeah, he's like yeah. a mascot. So like they probably find him endearing almost. He's unstoppable, you know, he's this type of person in America or just the world, the type of human being could be anywhere. That just like doesn't understand the first fucking thing about a craft or whatever. Like, but they just devote their life to it. I know. Yeah. He, this is a guy who enjoys things. He enjoys music and movies and, and uh, comedy. It's a disease of pop culture where it's like, oh, I've enjoyed pop culture my whole life. I think I'd like to be a part of it now. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, not all of us are, are, are chosen. Perhaps maybe I could be a part of this pop culture <laughs> I've enjoyed for so long. It's like, yeah, pretty cool song. Uh, and when I first saw... I've had, I've had some observations. Oh, the one about how the field name changed? Yeah, another relatable song I remember hearing. Uh, I think when I was still in college, it may have been a week, and I was in suburban Chicago visiting a college roommate, was the one called She. She's figured out all her doubts for someone else's point of view. Yeah, I've dealt with a family like that, but they're always discouraging me, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of nice being an adult where I can move away from it, and it's my life now. Ha-ha! It's true! <laughs> I wish that I was making it up, but I'm not. Fuck yeah. 
raising my beard to the sky. Done my almost an entire set about Green Day, but hey, I can't ignore the elephant in the room. So I guess his parents would be so fucking upset if they found out he was talking about Green Day. Hell yeah. You gotta do another one. Okay. You gotta see one more. Hell yeah. I'm glad you guys like Lyle. Uh, Lyle is just a guy I know. I know Lyle. We all know Lyle. We all, everyone knows Lyle. I've worked with many Lyles. <laughs> he like, I, it elucidates so much to see it in a stand-up comedy. Style. <laughs> I, already, I already like spoke to it, but just the, the phenomenon of like, God. Like I, I like I, the Lyles. What I like about the Lyles of the world is the Lyles. I think they, they, they are self-aware enough. They like, they are, they, they, they look in a mirror and recognize themselves, right? But they do not have the language to express themselves. But they want to. They so want to. <laughs> what? But what does Lyle really want to say? Like, he he doesn't have anything to say. He just wants to express. He wants to express himself because he sees other people express themselves and he likes that. He wants to do that too. And it is that classic phenomenon too, though, of uh, you know people. At some point, this man saw a comedian on a stage making everyone laugh. It was like, oh my god! If only what a that's the position I'd like to be in. Everyone yeah. likes me and is my friend, and I'm so funny and just walk. Oh, I own out there in the palm of my hand. Yeah. Everything I say rocks. <laughs> okay, yeah. I also gotta I'll say, do some of that in the in the uh, cadence of Lyle. I was also gonna say Lyle was definitely devastated the other day when both Louis Anderson and Meatloaf died. <laughs> like the same day, that was tough for Lyle. Oh, he's probably got some jokes about that. Where he's like, and then they both died on the same day. What? What? Yeah, you getting? Yep. Now we're getting it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Here we go. Well, I've got an agenda, so let's get to it. He has an agenda. Uh, well, I, everywhere I go, I pay attention to music, and I understand yeah. why. Because if I do that, if I put all my focus on that, I don't have the time to feel sad okay. about it. They've See, all heard him say this. It's the same people in the room that were there when he said it the other time. He's still working that one out. He's, yeah, he's, he's refining He's workshopping. It. He's refining it. That one's a gym. You can tell that there's like some heat in there. He's just trying to like trying to shape it. The grocery store. And it's like... Well, I remember enough lyrics to look it up online, and then a day later, it's like, all right, is this it? And it's like, yeah, uh, close enough. I was thinking it was Lucinda Williams. No, it was a different lady singer. It was Cheryl Crow doing uh, Anything But Down. And it's like, yeah, uh, I guess on some level, uh, a song like that works uh, for me. Uh, it's about a lopsided relationship. You know, I've all been some of those. Oh, and then the other uh, two that uh, were memorable to me recently, I was just uh, in the uh, area of the state capitol, uh, and then uh, I was passing by the Lindbergh statue, and uh, I heard somebody playing church music there, and I said, oh yeah, that, uh, for those who know church music, it was uh, Azu uh, Joy Man's Desiring by J.S. Bach. You hear it a lot at Christmas or at weddings. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if there were actually words to it because uh, music from that far back usually didn't have it. Uh, but uh, it's like, yeah, it was worth pausing for uh, a little while for that. But I didn't get very close because uh, the dude had a dog with him and the dog kept staring at me. But thankfully, the dog didn't bark, and it's like, good. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, That's the punchline. That was that the punchline. Good. Dog, 
I love that Lyleism. It's like good. Yeah. He's just like sitting there in his car and he's like, oh yeah, well at least the dog's not barking at me. This is such a funny little thing from moment for my life. I can't wait to say this on stage. Okay, and the last one. I, I do a lot of walks even at night. Uh, I, that's why I've said about uh, how I've gained for the pandemic. It's the pandemic diet. I've been drinking less beer and uh, walking more. Uh, I was passing by a bar and it's like, oh, I had to pause on that. You drink I beer? That song, even though I, I was outside, I could still, still hear it well enough. It was cheap. What we don't know is that he's been blackout drunk every single time yeah, he's got up uh, here. Yeah, I'll stay and listen to that. And thankfully, nobody passed by and then wondered what the hell. Yeah, I'll doing. stay and listen to that. <laughs> you weren't kidding when you would say that's what he's, what he does. He's just like, yeah, I'll listen to that. He's just standing. He didn't even go in the bar. He just stands outside it, listening to. This guy just his antenna is up. He will li- if there's a song. He will listen to it. He's like, I, if I'll tell you what, I'm walking down the street. There's a song. I'll yeah. listen to it. He's like standing outside a business, listening to a song, just standing there, just thinking like, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this is so relatable. He is the best friend of all like hot buskers because he's just like, yeah, are oh, you doing something on the street? I'll watch. Like. He's like a guy who like he doesn't own a TV because he just like walks down the street and you know there's like there's displays where they have a TV. He's like I like to watch it from the street. <laughs> Redbox pandemic era because it was about a badass lady assassin. I, I don't know what it is about that, but uh, I don't know. Uh, was he getting horny? That she wears, or I don't know. Uh, but it's also a case of I like seeing uh, how they get it all done because uh, of course they're. Being paid to kill people—not quite the same as a James Bond movie, but hey, close enough. Uh, Another great punchline. It's not like a James Bond movie, but hey, close enough. Books. <laughs> so sometimes I will go to bookshops. I went to a Barnes and Noble this weekend, and I said, "Oh, I'm thankful I waited a week uh, to get books that I had seen because uh, I had the time to find out whether or not I had any of them." And I took pictures of five books, and I already had two of them. It's like good, because I <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> this yes. ep- this episode is called "It's, it's like, like Good." Yeah, it's like and I, it's like good. Oh, that was one of the best jokes he's told yet so far. Oh, uh, uh, it turns out I had two of them already, and it's like good. <laughs> <laughs> he stacked up five books, already owned two. Yep, that's two books I don't have to buy. I already bought them. It's like fucking Lyle tells it like it is. He does not pull punches. He's not afraid of being canceled. Oh, did I say there was this and Rose? I'll bet you he doesn't know what cancel culture is. He, no, that's I guess that is like the through line. I guess with the guy, the people that I ultimately that like I I I peg or I canonize as like saints in my mind is that they're people who, if you try to explain cancel culture to them, they wouldn't understand what you're trying to say to them, and they'd get bored or confused. Yeah, I love how two of them are both stand-up comics. Who don't know what cancel culture is, which is the number one issue among stand-up comics. <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's such an incredible. It's even more incredible in his case because this is a guy who clearly consumes content. He's consuming content all day long. Although he yeah. seems like he does it incidentally. It does seem like he just is just walking and hears the song. He doesn't seek out. You know, songs. sometimes I go to bookshops. <laughs> he goes to the bookshop because he's like, ah, I'm gonna get a joke out of this. So he like ends up just with a Book- stack of books. He's like, "What's funny about this?" Yeah, bookshops are such have so much untapped comedic potential. There's yeah. fucking man. There's books on those shelves. No, I love and, this uh, guy. It's like good. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's like exactly. Good. It's like yeah, I wouldn't have bought it anyway. But definitely when it looks creepy, He's I'm gripping like, the mic stand with both hands. <laughs> He really looks like autistic David Cross. Yeah, at work, I was caught off guard when I was passing through to check for deliveries, and they asked me how I was doing. It's like, oh, all right. Uh, I, I even admitted I wasn't expecting anybody to ask me. It's like, me? It's like, and I recovered. It's like, yeah, everything's fine. Uh, I mean, I've been staying ahead of the game. Uh, I don't uh, mind uh, how things are going because uh, I've adapted because uh, this is all I know uh, on how long I've been there. Oh, well, I guess now do it with me. Uh, okay, that's the end of that. Okay, great. No, that was oh, the he's, closing. Yeah, I mean, this guy is definitely... He's, yeah. He's on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum, for sure. He rocks. I, they, it seems like the the people there really love him. Because yeah, they go ape shit every time he goes off the stage. I love him. Hi, this is Steve Roy, author of the Killer Stand-Up Online course. In this video, I want to talk about bombing on stage as a comedian. I have personal experience myself with this aspect of stand-up comedy. Can we go see this guy? I think he lives in Minnesota. He, he performs at that, that, that open mic with the frames behind him. That's in Milwaukee. We got it. We, for real? Yeah. That we should go. We should go see Lyle. Okay. I'm I'm I would love to go to Milwaukee. I've been always I want to really. We, okay, for real? I've yeah. We need to plan this. Fucking Lyle we need to go see Lyle. All right. oh, let's go see Lyle. We're going to see Lyle. Oh, my God. What if he's not there? You know what? I mean, it's like we should call. God, you know, we can call and find out. Is Lyle gonna be there? Yeah, they'll be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you coming from?" <laughs> no, no, we don't tell them that. We don't tell them that. No, 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 no. It's no. got to be more like low key than that. We just for, call look, them. Up. We're not driving there to get mom spaghetti. All right, this is real culture. We're gonna be consuming. Yeah, I'm proud of it. We could, we could meet him. It would be insane. Oh, it wouldn't God. be hard at all. I mean, you, he's just going to be sitting at the I bar could, like, having ha- a beer. I let him get hit off my vape pen and like ruin his life. <laughs> yeah, this is a man who, who he's smoked weed exactly once and he freaked out. <laughs> I found him. Yes. He has, he has 219 followers. Let's get him on the pod. He's all a right. writer, public speaker, and historian. Okay. This week's Redbox rental was Rogue Hostage, starring John Malkovich. What's his at? It's just right, his I name. Pause this. LaRue Lyle. All right. Wait, okay. this is... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm go. glad that this led to something fruitful. Uh, this, this weekend, I went to see American Underdog, the Kurt Warner biopic, in Invergrove Heights. Enjoyed he it. he's in Minneapolis, or in St. Paul. Yeah, he, yeah he's, I think he's just from Iowa. Um, no, but I'm saying if that... Is that bar actually in Milwaukee for sure? Oh, I don't know for sure. I might be wrong about that. I went to see the Museum of Failure exhibit this afternoon at Mall of America. Some things profiled there I heard of. Some I hadn't. Thankfully, I saw it. His brain is incredible. How did you wait? How did you find him? What's his What's his twit? Larue Lyle. Okay. Oh my god! The the at Lyle Larue is a is a protected account. I'd assume from all the harassment they got from people who think that they're the real Lyle. Oh my god! God, fucking this guy rocks! Oh my god! This week, this week's Redbox rental was the Protege movie. <sighs> also went to Barnes and Noble and bought two books. One of them, Cahiers de Cinema, about George Clooney, which I know why he bought that because that's always in the discount section. 
Oh my god, his picture is so good. His prof- oh wow. Oh my god, this is great. This week's Redbox Rental was the Gateway movie. Also got a smartphone. The flip phone had a good run. Great doing karaoke <laughs> for the first time in over a year as well. Of course, he had a flip phone. You might be right. He might not have a computer. He like <laughs> he doesn't know how to find music. Another Redbox weekend. He saw Nosferatu. He he went to saw see Nosferatu at their music box theater in Minneapolis. Great having an orchestra backing up the sound of him. I love it. He never makes a, a point about anything. He it's just inc- likes that he saw it. It's incredible that he feels like compelled to share these things. <laughs> a productive week doing cleanup around the home. Somehow, somehow I found another stamp from the now defunct Subway Sub Club. I kept my card as a souvenir. This guy is like literally fucking Greg Turkey Turkey character from on cinema. At cinema. It is. It's him. It's the guy. The DVD movie I watched this week on loan from the library was Teen Spirit Movie starring Elle Fanning, a good story about a singing contest. I went to a Greek festival at a St. Paul church over the weekend and had some hashtag mythos beer with the hero sandwich and fries. We all know I like festivals. Plenty of food, drink, and music. This one has a reply. He uses hashtags like an AI. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, someone responded to that tweet I just said. Oh, Why yeah. do you only tweet? What do you do over the weekend? You're a comedian. Tweet jokes. What the fuck? And then the, this guy says, guess that's because, or then Lyle says, guess that's because I work on jokes at the venue. And if people want to see me perform, they can do so in person. Yeah. I know some comics work on jokes online, but I'm afraid of jokes being stolen in this forum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fucking get his ass, Lyle. Oh my God. Don't fucking take that type of shit does maya know about lyle i have not introduced Lyle. oh my god we really hit a vein this is actually a richer vein than i uh, fully (laughs) understood when i introduced (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love that him responding defending himself that's a really good genre of lyle it's incredible it's also i just love it i like to come up he's like yeah i'm a spontaneous comic i don't like to i like to do it live i like to do it live I like to, I, I, yeah. I let it find me. He's like, you think I'm not writing jokes? You've never fucking obviously seen me every fucking weekend just slinging jokes out. <laughs> it's like the most densely compact joke set you've ever heard, okay? I got like 100 jokes p.m. We don't know. I think he's from Iowa, but he lives in Milwaukee or M- Minneapolis. I hope. I mean, let's hope he goes to Milwaukee soon. I mean, I also really want to go to St. Paul or uh, Minneapolis because I want to visit the Mary Tyler Moore statue. I did some cleanup around my home this week and attended another high school football game and watched hashtag tag movie as a hashtag red box rental. I really hope that he had no association to that high school. He's just like, that's something that you can do. The games that, that you can watch. <laughs> the high schoolers put them on. Yeah, you, you can, can do that. watch them. Play the ball. Play the ball sport. And they play songs there, too, in between plays. I also just... The, the movies that he chooses to watch, he just, like, watches, like, anything. Like, never anything... Oh, like, yeah. It's just, like, whatever, like, the Redbox yeah. tells Did him it to come watch. out? Yeah, I might be watching it. Yeah, in the featured section on the Redbox, like, whatever new arrivals are, he watches them. We've got a reply to this tweet, though, that says, How was Tag? And Lyle responds, Laughed a lot at the scene that had a, in quotes, slap fight. <laughs> 
So that really got Lyle. He got a response from Redbox. Oh, yeah. Still doing two movie weekends. Redbox rental was Pay Dirt with Val Kilmer, and the other one was a recent Amazon purchase, Beyond the Sea, a biopic about Bobby Darren. And Redbox says, two movie weekends are the best. And he didn't even dignify that with a like. Whoa, fucking alpha. Damn. Oh, shit. Holy fuck. This guy is fucking oh, wait. pecking Maybe- hog, I bet. Damn. Maybe it's because it happens to him all the time because it happened again in another oh, productive weekend in the books. It. He's like, yeah, act like you've been here before, fucking Redbox. Uh, yep, corny, they- ass, <laughs> like- corny ass fuckers. Yeah, I'm fucking having a Redbox weekend. Get over it. I do it all the time. They just, and they just said the same thing every time. Another productive weekend in the books every time. He's like, you guys are fake friends, basically. Uh, this one, this one kind of rocks. Uh, found some cool postcards at Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis today. Two of them had tipped over chairs. Into my photo album, they go. It's <laughs> <laughs> a sucker for those tipped over chairs. It was great getting my first booyah of the season at Highland Park. It's St. Paul. Besides getting to have soup, I also saw the police band perform. What is this lady in the Trump? I am moved by the latest Maroon 5 song. I am still doing cleanup around my home, and during my walks this week, I liked finding, quote, potato skins from from TGI Fridays in a laundromat vending machine. (laughs) <laughs> I'm following him. Uh, oh, I already absolutely. followed him. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I hit that follow button immediately. Uh, went to see hashtag Lady in the Trump at hashtag Brave New Workshop tonight. Liked mentioning it about how people argue on social media. Sad but true. Yeah, I like that he has. He seems to have like a cynical, like a weary attitude towards because uh, he, he truly has never understood a single argument that's happening. They're all just <laughs> bewildering to him. It's it's just stra- he's just like whoa no. Didn't you guys see any movies or hear any songs, though? <laughs> I was out and about this weekend, and of course, for much of the weekend, it was really warm. And I was passing by somebody at a traffic light who was pulling out a cardboard sign. And it just, it didn't say you want money or anything like that. It was just a have a nice weekend on a, a cardboard sign. And I passed by him and said, it's too hot out here, dude. And he must have thought I was hitting on him because he called me a faggot, and I called him an asshole. Uh, but I know well enough that when you're talking to somebody uh, while you're in a car and they're a pedestrian, wait till you get a green light so then you won't, don't have to talk to them for long. <laughs> That's all I could think of about them. I was like, why would he call me that? I mean, I was just pointing out the obvious. It's hot out here. What are you doing out here? Duh. Well, uh, th- thanks for listening, everybody. My name is Dustin. My name was Kevin. I was Nick. And we're going to get Lyle on this pod. And thank you for discovering Lyle with us. Yeah, and listeners, please uh, write in on the subreddit. Tell us what your latest Redbox rental was. Yeah, everybody get on there. Let's get some hashtag Redbox engagement <laughs> going up. Uh, if you ever heard a song, if any songs that... It's happened that you listen to post about that let us know what songs they were yeah no qualitative assessments though i just want to know what it was please don't start just like and maybe where you heard it yeah, yeah. Just where like, you were when yeah. you heard it we just don't we don't want to rock the boat okay life's tough and listening to songs is a way to so ease, just like word vomit storm. don't start getting like oh like oh I, I did i liked it i didn't like it Fucking yeah, yeah, keep yeah, it to yeah, yourself yeah. i don't give right? a shit i don't care yeah. i don't care all right
Good night. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>